just a few film nerds breaking out of the rut, drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut. Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks, and come and listen in, we're measuring flicks. Hello everyone, welcome to Measuring Flicks. I'm Carl Hartley. And I'm Max Peterson. Sitting to my right, my beautiful wife, Bird. Hello, Bird. Welcome to the studio. Say hi. Sorry. I was... Hi. <laughs> oh, there we go. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> it's, been a, it's been like a Harry Potter minute since we've had Bird on the show. We haven't had Bird on for an episode. In a, was it Chamber in of Secrets? She wasn't on for Prisoner of Azkaban. No, she was the, not. That was Daniil. We had, we had the historian on. <laughs> the historian. Oh. Our, our, Harry, our HP historian. But we're not even close to talking about Harry Potter today. No, we're talking no, about give it a little bit. We're talking about like the, the dark opposite of Harry Potter today. I don't know if I would go. There's a lot of capes. We are. Oh there are a lot God. of tons of cloaks. Today we're talking about 1943's Phantom of the Opera, directed by Arthur Lubin, starring Susanna Foster, Claude Rains, Nelson Eddy, Edgar Barrier, and Jane Farrer. Um, now. This is actually a measuring clicks first. I realized this this morning. It's because of the theme of the month okay. that forced our hand. We've tip in the past. We've always watched the original mm-hmm. first, and then we do all the other stuff right. over on Patreon. But because this month's theme was Universal Monsters, there is another Phantom of the. There's actually there's like two a bunch, bunch of right? other Phantom of the Opera movies. But Siri, what year did Phantom of the Opera come out? I asked, yeah, I asked Siri That's last like, night to make sure that Carl and I were going to watch the same one because there are so many. And I said, uh, you know, because I, I put on the 43 one and it said uh, Phantom of the Opera in Technicolor, you know, and Bird goes, wait, wait, wait. I thought this was a black and white movie. And wait, it's got Claude Rains. I thought this starred Lon Chaney Jr. So mm-hmm. I paused it and I was like, you're right. There is an older one. Let me ask Carl which one he's watching. So I asked Siri and I was like. What year does, did Phantom of the Opera comes out? She goes, which one? I found 14. I'm like, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> Carl and I are going to be watching Carl, Phantoms. We, for Carl, a- which one are you watching? And we're going to be watching these. We're going to be watching Phantoms for 100 yes. years. But uh, there is a 1925 black and white mm-hmm. silent film called The Phantom of the Opera starring Lon Chaney Jr. Uh, it, that movie has a 97% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Incredible. This movie does not. This movie has a 73%. Really? Yes. My really? Amazon Prime gave it like four and a half stars out of five, too. Really? What? On IMDb, it has 6.1 out of 10. Wowzers. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. You can't trust Yelp, people. You can't trust internet reviews. <laughs> Don't trust a rating. Well, unless you're buying, like, appliances. Yeah. If you're buying a fridge, read the reviews. Right. <laughs> like, definitely. <laughs> but movies are, movies so, are so subjective. subjective. Um, clean underwear is not. So this will be the first time. No, clean underwear right, is an objective lot, fact. Like, <laughs> yeah, the washer is a three out of five. It just doesn't get my undies as clean as I'd like. Don't get that don't washer. Get that washer. <laughs> Spend five hundred more bucks so you don't have to put poop back on back your butt. Back on your butt. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's uh, not putting poop back on butt since nineteen twelve. That's right. See, it's Roebuck. <laughs> Turn that brown Turn that upside brown. down. <laughs> That's what you have to do when it does work. Right, out. you do yeah. the old flipper do. <laughs> You turn into your brown upside down. You don't have to anymore. Yeah. Sears Roebuck is here. Wear your underwear only once <laughs> with Sears Roebuck. Um, but yeah, so there. this will be the first time that we haven't watched the quote-unquote original first, first. But it works because we already stated it's a universal. It's the universal pack, movies. And now this is another good moment to talk to our listeners 
about the sequels thing and the remakes Does thing. Does it know the Patreon deal? Yeah. So yeah. if you head over to patreon.com slash quillandfilm, Q-U-I-L-L-A-N-D-F-I-L-M, you can, if you like what we do, you can kick a couple bucks over to the show. And what you get over there is shout outs on the show. You get all of the sequels and remakes of the movies that we watch in the main season. Universal's scary. Usually. Oh, man. Right. So, and we do the full length episodes too. Right. So we wanted to kind of throw this out to the listeners. Uh, we're already doing over on Patreon a series called When Harry Met Michael, and that's going to run. A, it's all the Harry Potter movies and all the Halloween movies. That's going to take of season us. Two. Yeah, we're going to be into season three yes. when we're wrapping that up, and we're already behind on sequels and remakes because Hollywood sure loves doing it, don't they? Though, <laughs> hey, but there's not. This enough is a silly sequels. promise. Hey, you want to throw you know, love? love you want to throw $975 <laughs> million at a piece of shit? Because this is the thing, bro. Without a mountain to climb, you know. <laughs> That's true. You don't buy... You don't buy shoes. It does give us, like, something to... <laughs> you don't buy shoes? <laughs> right. Yeah. If I didn't... If, if I'd never learned about no mountains, shoes. never would have owned nope. shoes. <laughs> but we wanted to throw this up. The point is, without the big challenge... You don't die of oxygen starvation. See, I thought we were going one way, but now you're I kicking it the other. Totally did. So now I don't know. I glanced the ball, put so, some English on it. We're gonna throw it out to the well to our listeners. Uh, we were thinking about doing just the. Um, so I, I have the fan. I have the Universal Monster like movie idea. pack, and in the back of it is a list of the quote unquote Universal movies throughout history. It includes the sequels mm-hmm. and the remakes. Mm-hmm. So like it has the Creature from the Black Lagoon sequels on there, and it does have the 1925 Phantom of the Opera yeah. on there, but it doesn't have. The Phantom of the Opera with Gerard Butler. It doesn't have any of the like the movie versions of the Andrew Lloyd Webber right. play. Right. So if totally we just different. we were, oh, yeah. so we're thinking for this particular it's like a subreddit. <laughs> That's much better than the main Reddit. It's a highly curated right. subreddit. So what we were thinking is for this particular series, for our our stab at the Universal mm-hmm. Monsters, we would cover the sequels and remakes from that timeline, from that yep. list. That way we're not doing a thousand of them. Right. Like, because I think even the patrons would get a little weary of, like, and now for the 16th installment of The Phantom oh of God. the Opera. And now Tom Cruise as the mummy. Right. Or exactly. Whatever, like, God, exactly. You know, like, well, with the mummy, there's few enough that I think we can make it through. But we got three with Brandon Frazier alone. Ooh, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Do those count? Yes. Are they the same? Uh, uh-huh. um, I don't know. I think well, so. They're. Studio? We'll talk we'll about it. We'll have to talk about that. We will. That one out. Anyway, well, <laughs> God damn it. the whole point of this is these Universal monsters. We're whittling it down to like the Universal mm, ones. Boy, did they make a bunch of these flicks. Is your cornucopia of scares is what it is. It is. You pop that fucker, <laughs> you pop that fucker open, you don't know you're getting Abbott Castello, you're getting black and white, you're getting colors, you're getting not colors, but colors. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this movie is 1943. Oh, I had that. So, 1940, yeah. This 1943 movie. That is doing operas that were made in like the 1920s or something. This film has no black people in it. Oh, there's zero. There's Mm. none. They put Mm. yellow masks on people later. We have a whole opera where people dress up as the Mongols and they sing in, I don't know what language that was. Russian. That's what I thought. Was it? my, My Danielle. Danielle was like, this is a very strange Russian opera. I think he's singing about taking her as his slave. Uh, well, the way he's thro- talking her around the stage, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think he yeah. might be right. And then the weird way that they end up like cuddling at the end of this, the the bit, mm-hmm. where you're like, weren't you just like beating her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a 1943, 1943? Mongol. 
uh, uh, Wu Wing. It's a new opera. <laughs> we could, it's called we, The Wu Wing of the Weird Slave Girl. We call it <laughs> The Gulags Aren't Just for Kids No More, is what right. we call it. The uh, Gulag Danube. <laughs> <laughs> the Blue Gulag. Blue, <laughs> blue Gulag. Yeah, you know, like Russian. Yeah, like it's Russian. so it's Roman. It's a cultural thing. <laughs> Man. Creature of the Black Gulag. Yeah. So Creature of the Black, Black Gulag. Gulag. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say I'd watch that, but I'm not sure. No. <laughs> All right. So let's mm. let's dig in. First things first. Let's start with this because we always do this when we have three people on. Bird, what did you think of this movie? Uh-huh. Quick, uh, re- quick review. Quick. Disappointing. L- disappointing. Disappointed. It's your least favorite of the Universal movies, would you say? Uh, yeah, definitely. By okay, Carl. When, when we were going into this, I thought it was the 1925 one, which I mm, love. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl. So overall take. Well, the, I I realized very quickly watching this movie that this is one that I watched a ton of when I was a kid. We had this on VHS and gotcha. I like burned the copy up. I'm not surprised. Yeah, so I was just like giddy and it's full of I was full of nostalgia the entire time watching. Good. But I'm also taking notes for a show and yeah. I'm like, well, this movie was pretty bad. Some of it I was digging, <laughs> like the bromance we'll get to. Yeah. Oh my god. We love that as well. Hashtag fucking. I just need them to fuck. Okay. Seriously. Yep. Yep. Kind of end up doing I think they secretly do, yeah. Raul and... uh, And Antonin or whatever. Anatole. 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 But yeah, it's the movie is three quarters fake opera and then like some story bits. Do you want to read your note, Bird? It's hard to stay awake I did. It's right here. So three quarters of the way through the movie, about where the Mongol opera starts up, Bird says... We're getting lots of opera, not so much Phantom of the... No, exactly. It's like, I get it as Phantom of the opera, but uh, there's too much opera in here. It's We're all in agreement. This is secretly a musical. Yeah, that I don't understand because there's they're more, doing the, like... I, th- I don't think there's it's... There's no libretto to follow. No, and they don't give you the... They're all they're singing. It. This movie is over... I would say, I don't think this is excessive. I think this movie is over one quarter watching opera. More than that. Oh, more, more than, than a quarter? Like half or more. Half. Yeah. yeah. This, so much of this movie is... And, and not well-known opera. This, we're not doing like Casa Fantuti or... The, they La show Traviata. Sign, no, they no, show no. A, they, they cover a sign for Don Giovanni at one point. I'm like, can we show listen us to that. anything from Don Giovanni? We fucking <laughs> no. But no. And it's not like you can't afford the rights because guess what? Mozart is fucking public domain, I think, even in 1940. Well, they have List as a character <laughs> in the movie. We have the composer. Oh yeah, List, List shows up and plays the song at the end. That's so right. fucking shit. All right. So my take on this was this reminds me of the movies that because my grandma, my grandma Linda, always is watching um, Turner classic movies. Oh yeah. But she's gotten she's finally gotten rid of her cable. But what used to be when we would go over to visit, she would just have Turner classic movies on just or going. yeah. So just you and and one of the things that I've always loved and will always love is anything. Pre nineteen fifty in Technicolor. Yep. Oh my god. God damn. Yeah. It's visually stunning. It looks so. That we were talking about it. You. It, I don't think we've seen a movie since maybe Mary Poppins that like caught. Oh, the pops. Yeah, the color. It's col- like candy colored. It well, is. Well, that's one thing I will say about it's all the candy for your eyes. Costumes. Those were some of the most colorful, bright. Amazing, but well, it's Technicolor doing that. Yeah, well, like, the 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 Technicolor works. Yeah. So 
part of me got really got really again. I've never seen this before, but um, nostalgic like for, for that, that for yeah, that yeah, yeah, type of, of movie where everyone is oh my god when when uh, Christine gets out and she's singing when the prima donna gets poisoned. Mm-hmm. The powder filtering on her with the like super soft focus background and like the like kind of she seems to be glowing and the colors are popping and she's and her lipstick is so fucking red. Looks like an android. It's oh sorry, (laughs) you're good. Um, but yeah, like that whole sequence. I was you just get this moment. There's a there's a certain type of movie Mm -hmm. that goes away after like 1955. Absolutely, and you miss it. Until you go back and watch one of them, and then you're like, "Oh, there's it's it is such a nostalgia thing." I yes. fully admit it, like, because I I'm I'm with you actually. This is my I'm with Bird on this. And this she, is my least this favorite. Is your Universal grandma watching movie. on Turner Classic Movies, even then when you were a kid, that was a nostalgic. Yeah, yeah. Thing. This has been nostalgic for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, however, that said, that this wears, is my it wears off. This is my least favorite of the Universal movies by a lot. The Universal monster movies. It's such a weird because I'm trying to I'm trying to think it's like had I not watched this movie a thousand times when I was a kid and like ran around the house playing Phantom right like mm-hmm. hiding and being sneaky and sure. like doing the whole mat like the whole sh- the but this movie's an hour thirty if, an hour thirty three and we don't get the Phantom until forty six minutes in right and he's mostly shadow until the like like the coolest shot the and whole we movie, o- but. it's fucking incredible but we only get three shadows. In the first 46 That's minutes, right. and then we see the Phantom for the first time. And it's right. when he comes out of the prima donna's closet, is it? Yeah, yeah. the prima donna's closet. He's like, you need to get out of town. And That's no, the never mind, I'll kill first you. time right. we, see, yeah. we see him. But I, I was watching it, and I realized, I mean, you know, probably at the like the third intermission of operas, you know, right. where they're, they give, oh my God, there's a moment near the end. It's the, the Mongol opera. They do a full musical number. Yep. 10 to 12 minutes of like opera singing and then it the you're end, expecting right because it it ends and this is the you know the famous chandelier scene where you yep. saw at the chandelier so the song ends the audience applauds everything's amazing it's so good and we're like Whew, cool. okay well, well we made it yeah, back to the movie now movie. Through 12 minutes of opera and then they start a second musical number yep because now we have to get our Soprano on stage for her solo, right? We, so we can have the big chandelier moment. But right, yeah, right, right. but we stay with that. It's like you didn't have to show us a whole oh, that, no, musical number. We get it. I we love the spectacle, but we I get that we were at the Paris Opera House. We understand. You we have established the mm-hmm. shit out of that. Right. There's twenty five thousand rooms here, don't you know? This movie kind of feels like Universal secretly didn't want to make a monster movie, but they couldn't get. Fred right. and Ginger together right, for right. because of contract problems, and they're like, we need a big spectacle flick. Are Fred and Ginger free? They're like, no. no well, they're what doing, about this? Yeah. I mean, this movie's got opera in the title. We could make a spectacle out of that. No, no, that's a Universal monster movie. That one's supposed to be scary. We can make a scary spectacle, <laughs> right? Fred and Ginger really aren't around, right? Fred Astaire and right. Ginger Rogers. They're they're not available. No, no, they're definitely not. We can't do a big spectacle musical. All right, well, let's just shoehorn a bunch of shit yeah, into. No that's how it feels. Yep. Second quibble that I have with this movie. I know that this is just a it's of the time. There's nothing that can be done about it. I hate full frame aspect ratio. Oh, on yeah. a widescreen TV, man. I have it's, a lot of black on my on my yeah, television. It's, it's just it's just the technology. The technology's yeah. changed and but it's there's something real weird looking <laughs> 12 about, by 12 aspect ratio yeah, man it's just that that full frame thing as soon as it popped up i was like oh that's kind of quaint and then one scene in i was like boy i wish i had some picture on the side yeah because this is 
It's like watching a postage stamp when there's a hole. Yeah, it feels kind of cramped. Yeah, a little, a little bit. bit. It's a little tight in here. And it's just it, there's nothing to be done about it, but you know. Yeah, because I don't even know if those transfers exist anymore mm. of the original prints and stuff like that. Like, well, they might have. That you can. Or was it shot? You can shoot in this aspect ratio. Was it shot? Was I don't it? know why they would, but you know, like. <laughs> Maybe it was shot this way. Maybe because you know, like we watched. You know the, what I want to do? I'll make this movie as cramped as possible. Yeah, yeah we're sense. gonna shoot it in a two by two. Right. Because one day people, you, you know, I know you're not believing me, friends, but one day people are gonna watch movies on these tiny little boxes that they carry in their hands. Yeah. And that that screen is only gonna be like three by Frank, two. Frank, you need to put the bottle down. He's like, you uh, look. I didn't want to have to say this, but you are fired. You've been. Right. <laughs> You reeking a brandy all the time. You're talking about these little boxes. These little, it's like you call them. You they're like beehive. You call them cells, cellular boxes. I don't know what that even means, friends. <laughs> you're reeking a liquor. You're reeking a, booze over you're reeking here. a liquor, Francis. I think you've been doing laudanum because you're just talking crazy. No one's gonna and you, they're gonna be able to talk to each other on their little weird cellular <laughs> boxes. Yeah. Yeah, right. And that was... Uh, and that's how they decided to go the two-by-two two aspect ratio. That's right. They're like... Frank says the little boxes. Okay, now that he's fired, let's shoot it in two-by-two. <laughs> right, two. right. We, we got to discredit him and then use his and ideas. Use his ideas. Oh. It's the history of industry history. in the United exactly. States. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, okay, so we come up on, on the opera because they want to make sure that we know that this is an opera that well, has a phantom. Well, a full... The full last big number into a curtain call. Yeah, but dude, the pipes on that guy though. Oh, uh, oh my uh, god, yeah. Yeah, well, it's, he's he's a baritoniest baritone I've ever heard. Uh, everyone's kind of hitting their range. No, they're all living. Dude. dude, they're working in the pocket. Oh they're yeah, they're not stretching. They're living the dream. They're just sh- they're, man. They're carrying <laughs> spice to China in their wheelhouse, and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> From China. There's tea. I don't know. It's 1940s. Everyone. <laughs> we got to date these references. Gotta, <laughs> their transistor tubes right. are burning nice right. and comfortably in their tube throats. Tube throats. Uh, back then, singers used to run on tubes. I don't know. They're, they had all their horses hitched to the right wheel Dude. well. Wh- but <laughs> the right wheel well? Yeah, me neither. I didn't live this back. coffee's not working. I didn't live back then. Um, <laughs> but, uh... So he, are, we're introduced to it's Raul, right? The Raul's first the guy cop. we see. Yeah. Raul's the cop. Raul's the cop. The sorte. Uh, so Anatole. Anatole. So Anatole's Anatole the one is we the see. Baritone. You yeah. can yes. hold that note for. Because damn, dude, forever. Anatole. He That's, he hits that like mm-hmm. oh, and he starts walking around clinking, and he clinks glasses with. Everyone the the on old stage. long note holdy bit that's so obligatory that it's doubly obligatory. He does it three times. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, hey, yeah. Hey, Looking around, vibrato in there. <laughs> we get it. You got good lungs. Buddy. I dug it, man. I was I, like, I, yeah. I'm sitting on my couch, like, man. That guy's never even once smoked weed. He's, the, he's never once breathed in. No, like <laughs> this is still the first when he was born and they spanked him. He went <gasps> and the rest of his life has been that first breath. <laughs> and you get the sense that it wasn't like a Wah! it was like a. Wah! Oh, my God. Imagine being 
those parents, you thought a colicky child was bad. They're like, is it sick? Oh, God, it's broken. It just breathes out. Doctor, you broke it. It's 1932. Give him a cigarette. He's got the weird lungs. We got to give him the smoke. We got to break one of them. Give him... Quick, bust a lung. Uh, you, your son's got dump lung. Hand out of the doctor's mouth and chucks it. And, there we go. I popped one. I popped one of his lungs, and then and that's uh, how he became a baritone. A baritone yeah, he was a true tenor. He was a tenor. Uh, music jokes. Oh, glorious. Uh, so I have a funny Danielle note because he's oogling her on stage. Right? Oh, you want to talk about and the oogling? Oh, my God. Off stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Raul guy. Because there's to do. Is it Raul or is it Anatole, Anatole? or is it the Boy, Prima Donna? All of them. Or there's, is it Christine? There's like five oogles going on. Or is it Claudan? This is this is like the, this is a pentagram of oogling going on over here. It's a five point a star of Google. I wrote down we have we have a love we have a oh, I, I wrote down look a couple ooh a love triangle ooh a love quadrangle yeah ooh I don't know what because I was I was a little high watching this but I was like I don't know what the word is but now there's five people giving each other the looks yep dude that I'm not this is not an exaggeration I don't think there's any actual dialogue for about the first ten minutes no there isn't it's, it's not all people giving each other like really meaningful glances and looks. Yeah, it's not until after the show is over and right. she gets in trouble for missing her curtain call and then the... Because Raul is like... Right, oogling her. And so my note about Raul... Well, this is a Danielle note. I can take no credit. So we get the five-pointed oogle star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Raul is super oogling at Christine and Christine's super oogling back. And Danielle is watching and she goes, um, oh, shit, she's going to miss her cue. Yeah, she's going to miss her cue. Oh, that makes me uncomfortable. And she leaves. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's either on stage and my, and my, I keep saying my Danielle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm wanting to say my, we've been doing a lot of wedding planning recently. Uh-huh. So my wife keeps wanting to come out. Right, right, We're right. not married yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so it's my Danielle. Just wait till after you're married and you start saying my girlfriend. And right. then Danielle's like, pardon you? Pardon, excuse me. And you're like, oh, but we, she, we are married. Right. Let me go buy Let you some flowers. some flowers. I'll be back. <laughs> But she just got done stage managing a huge rock opera in Tommy. Mm-hmm. And so her first response to seeing that going out on stage is like, oh, she's going to miss a fucking, she's going to miss a cute fucking goddamn. And she had, to, she had to walk away. We are all theater people uh-huh. because my first note was when we were getting the glances. And there's yeah. a moment where Anatole sees that, Anatole sees that Raul is seeing Christine yes. and Christine is singing to him. Yes. And Raul like, Stop singing for a second mm-hmm. And I am threw up my hands and I like Chucked my pen in there I was like where's the fucking stage manager Exactly just, well he comes in At the end of it and gives everybody shit Well, Where was he yeah. when he was needed yeah. Dude he's not calling cues Hang he's, on he's a stage manager he's not God Can't watch all your crazy asses no one's gonna They're tell calling, right. when, but like Raul at one point, fuck changes his blocking To sing into the wings The mm-hmm. audience watching that is like He's I singing into the that. wing. Like that's something you can see from the from the pit and from yeah. the audience. You can see that he's now singing to someone backstage and you're taken out of it. And then you just let a dude walk in, not just walk into the backstage area, but walk mm-hmm. into the wings, mm-hmm. right. into yes. the queue for people's cues. He's like in the line and he's yeah. like, "Hi Christine, are you doing anything right now cuz I need to Hello. Want to go to dinner? You got that that guy holds a note real real long. <laughs> You sing good. Hi. 
Yeah, she's not looking at me. I'm gonna go out there. Like, any of the chorus girls on stage who are supposed to were like, oh, <laughs> no one is paying no attention paying to the attention show. Anymore. They're all just like fucking around with people Conductor's off stage. Conductor's waving his hands like, are you fucking kidding Dude, me? Right oh, now? when the curtains close and then yeah. they open up and she's in the wrong blocking because she's been talking to the girl yeah. next to her and yeah. then she like slowly turns and does the tableau thing i was like so you just should have stayed where you were you busted it you wrecked the tableau because it's five like minutes everyone's in the right pose and then christine's like oh shit the curtains are open <laughs> and she like know, creaks so like a door and turns this isn't like this isn't like it's it's fucking high school drama club this is the paris this is fucking the paris opera. opera which they keep hitting they again. hit it they, a bunch bo- dude this show like they're like the the season ticket holders they're talking to the the man, like the investors oh, yeah. about this they're like, they're like i went i went to see a show and half of your cast was talking to each other or singing off stage and one, your your fucking lead baritone stopped singing mid-song once and looked sad all of a sudden and then started singing again. What kind of show are you running? Yeah. And he's like, well, listen. Uh, also, there's something <laughs> fucked up in your violin section. Right. Also, a few notes are off. Dude. That So we have the, like five love people all staring at everyone else. It's all staring at staring. At, basically just staring to stare. Yes. It's kind of like Twilight in that people are just, mm. or like just, Storm Rider, where oh it's just boy. like, I'm going to look at nothing. You How know? hard can we stare? Yeah, like, yeah. could I stare so hard I go blind? Let's find out. And then you cut to the pit. And the, the maestro is looking at his violin section like, who down there is fucking up right now? The stage is a mess. <laughs> but I've got one violinist I got, off here. It's like, can we at least have the pit together? And meanwhile, Claudan's like playing Crazy Train, staring up at fucking Christine. The maestro's like, Cla- fuck Claudan. Claudan. 20 years you've been with us, Claudan. And measure 43 is Mr. Q. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> At least let's have the pit in order. Like, let's keep one element of this Boy, show this was that, like, tight and cohesive. This was that one year where the Paris Opera House was just garbage. Oh, like, it went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is when, this is when like. Under new management. What is it, 1943? And this is supposed to take place in like the 20s or 30s? Something like that. There were so still this is when they started so. letting poor people in. Right. Like, <laughs> let the groundlings in. That's fine. Oh, the, we got a lot of cancellations on the season season ticket holders. Hey, you bums. <laughs> you drunk bums. You ever want to see an opera? Tickets is cheap today. Right, they will be. But aren't you the Paris Opera? It's fine. Our pit's a mess. <laughs> None of our singers hit their marks. Some people They're missing They're playing cues. poker during fucking songs and shit now. Unreal. That's a slippery slope, man. That first show is... That first it's show a, we see is a mess. A doozy. Total mess. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> the show ends. We find out that... For some reason, that is beyond me. Every single male person, and some of the women probably, are in love with Christine. Christine. Mm -hmm. And then you meet Christine and you're like, yeah, but why though? She's pretty cool. She's She's all right. Her voice is like, as far as everyone is concerned, is good. Mm. Dude, I love her solo though. When she the one the oh yeah when she like bird when she gets her controlled scream. Oh. Where, yeah. where she's like singing she's oh, dude she's dropping those like crate like those high c's like nuts and then all of a sudden she goes like you're like wow that's as high as a human can sing and she goes 
It's like you can see like you can it's almost Mariah, hear. It's like a Mariah Carey whistle tone. You almost hear like the gear like shift in her neck yep. to like new <laughs> new vocal cords. It's like this is either gonna sound great or explode her face. Right, like, right, yeah. right. This is either gonna be scanners or she's gonna sing a <laughs> real high note right just now. Just a really thin just spurt of blood. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's nuts where she's like, ah, and then she goes like, you can hear like, ka-chunk, and it goes, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a no? And then she can almost not stick the landing. you Because she's like, she's so high up when she ends it. Yes. There's like a little like, like a squeak when she like dismounts. <laughs> you're like, I mean, I'm Dude, she was. I was happy that she figured out how to like. I think like stop it anyway. I, like, <laughs> like this. Must, how do you stop it? Get her off of there. Bro, get her off like, of there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Raul be like. He's, he Anatole. Looks, Anatole, 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 yeah. Anatole starts looking nervous. She's like, "Oh God, she she's trapped. She, she can't, can't get out." Can't get out. He like comes over and he's. She's in the oubliette of opera. Right. He like he like. <laughs> Ah, there, Carl's back, baby. Oubliette of opera. He gets real close to where he's like, listen, you're going to be fine. Just okay. Hold the note. I'm going to sing one of my long ones to cover you, and you just get out however you can, Christine. You jump out. I'm going to cover. Here we go. And she's like, Meanwhile, Anatole's like, oh, smoke coming off his vocal cords. He's like, is she? And someone comes up. She's out. She's out. Oh. And everyone's like, I'm never coming to the Paris Opera. Paris Opera. They're just turning to each other. When did the Paris Opera get so fucking weird? This is just bizarre. bizarre. Who is this? Is this a new show? I keep seeing these weird shadows in like my peripheral vision. I'm not comfortable about the chandelier. It seems to be shaking like a lot. Back and forth. I don't know. Honey, let's not go. Let's Let's not not go go to to the the Paris Opera anymore. You know, I've I've been meaning to read more. Why don't we just stay in? You've been talking about staying at home. Yeah, you reading know. a new book. I just I, there's the, there's that doc- Chaucer has a new one. <laughs> I mean, he's been dead for a long no, time. That, one, this that one's going back a little. Too Chaucer far. has a new one. I, I well, they're a little behind. You know, they're like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's got this new series of detective books. There's this book there we go. everyone's raving about it. It's called uh, the, the Canterbury Tales. There you go. <laughs> Canterbury Tales. That would be going back. It's the, too, right? it's the Canterbury oh, Tales. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, that's a. Oh no, that one. I was thinking Dickens. That's not Dickens. No, we're we're well beyond Dickens as well, actually. <laughs> There's this book about hell I'm reading. It's brand new. Yeah, it's some kind of comedy. It's I think it's divine, honestly. <laughs> hey, 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 yeah. Come for the puns, stay for the car. <laughs> so, all right. So the first show finally ends. Boy, does it ever. With the stage manager just screaming in Christine's face. It I mean it does though. And this we're not even we're not even to the weirdness yet. So the the maestro not it's not the maestro, it's like the the owner of the like the manager, the big the grand high owners. Yes. No, it is the maestro. The maestro calls Christine into his office. Yes. And what did you think of his speech? Where he's basically like, Listen, Christine, I know you like want to have a have like a like a relationship and like you know all those things like stability stability and whatnot mm-hmm. but if you're gonna be a singer you gotta get you gotta throw all that out the window you need yeah. a you need a drug habit yeah you need to like 
ne- you need to just have like casual sex with people and never form deeper relationships mm-hmm. because music, music has its own rewards. It says music has its own compensations. 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 What did you think of that? I mean, he basically is like, don't well, my, marry a cop. Well, well, my notes like, mind your own business. And uh, speaking of having its own compensations, that is one glorious uh, beard you got there, sir. His beard's phenomenal. Yeah, it, it's the it's the weird like kind of pseudo out. shelf. It's the scoop. Yeah. It's, it's like a little scoop. It's like a steam I shovel. Imagine, I imagine on his chin. every time every time he was speaking, I imagined little skiers taking jumps off of it. <laughs> you know, what I, ima- I imagined I, I imagined him eating home fries like the cubed potatoes. Yes. By scooping them with his beard and then tipping his head back and they roll into his mouth. That's genius. like a shovel. I never thought of you could snack with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his. It's his. It's a snacking beard. Yep. It's a food fork on his. Uh, a food funnel and on his, his chin. And his head hair matches it. Because Actually, he's got that all pushed I'm pretty in. sure this guy is who Fraser wishes that he was. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's fine. That's accurate. Yes. All kidding aside, I actually oh go ahead, Bird. I was gonna say I love the speech. So do I. I love that he's like, "Girl, do your thing." In a time where women were like often encouraged oh, sure. to Only, marry, yeah, moms and house cleaners. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you can kind of tell that Raul is the, like the cop guy mm-hmm. who is Raul. I, you can kind of tell that he's like. I mean, this opera thing's real cool. He says to her at one point, he's like, you've given this two years. Like, why not come and marry me? Come and marry me? me? Yeah, that is... So, I'm actually with you on this one. My my whole thing was, I love this speech. I think he's right. Most musicians have been quite forward-thinking, though, and, you know, creative types. Well, I even even think he's right, though. He says, like, you, if you're going to be a creative, Mm -hmm. you need to be with... You need to dedicate to it. Well, no, he says, the thing that I... Uh, clung to was you need to be with a creative person. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's like, does Raul even sing? Yeah, and she's like, well, he, the, he's a very kind man, and he's like, you're not getting me. You're gonna be thinking about music all day long, and Raul's not gonna give one single shit about that. And eventually, that's e- gonna be a, yeah. either he's gonna resent you, or you're gonna stop giving a shit about music, so you. You know, so that your marriage becomes cohesive. Yeah, and he sees a talent in her and knows that it would be a shame to lose what she could have eventually yeah. become. Was just probably a I mean, diva of that. I honestly, like Max Peterson, real talk, I think that's true. Mm-hmm. I think if you are like, not not if you're like, hey, I'm creative. I think if you're like, I'm going to do this as the rest of my life. Every day is going to be spent doing English composition at my desk or c- composing or singing or dancing. I think you need to be with someone who has a similar drive. Sure. I do think... otherwise, in the, you've, you never pay attention to me. Or whatever. My favorite, my favorite uh, exception, though, is John and Casey Shabby, two of our patrons over in New York, because Casey's like baller accountant. She's got... She expresses herself in really interesting ways, but she's... I wouldn't call her like, quote unquote, traditional artistic sure. person. But dude, John is like a 100% quote unquote you know right. creative artistic person and that relationship the way that they have like s- they've got this beautiful like um um uh shit what's it called synergy their Love relationship that. is so perfectly syner- synergistic but i think that's fairly rare yin and yang yeah they're perfect when people can figure out how to make that yin and yang work it's like one of the strongest like things yeah ever. you know why because one of them's making money <laughs> oh shit there is a downside oh. to having two creatives bird and i are are ha- you know oh, oh. Bert and I are happy but stunningly poor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm familiar with that particular side of things. Yeah. Uh, so I like the the maestro. I really like the maestro speech. And then we are introduced to Claude Rains 
Claudan. He Claudan. plays Claudan, the the crazy <laughs> crazy <laughs> trained violinist. <laughs> Everyone's like, and Claudan's like playing Black Sabbath rips and shit. And they're like, "What's that creepy violin? Is that from the pit?" Claudan, you're playing this. You're playing spooky stuff again. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. It's a lullaby from Provence. Yes, it's a lullaby called "The Fingers Will Creep In From the Dark." Bloody nails is what I call it. Where'd you say you were from? This is a traditional lullaby from where you're from. Yes, yes, yes. Would you prefer I play "The Axe Is Sharp <laughs> and the Night Is Short"? It's another lullaby. It's from. Did I mention from Provence? Provence, where I'm from. It's. This one's called... We don't need to know. We really don't need to Have know. Have you tried the rosé? <laughs> um, but when we meet Claudan for the first time, and he's like, Oh, Christine. Oh, God. Why weren't you at your curtain call queue tonight? You didn't... Yeah. yeah. And she's like, Oh, I was just... I was just doing something. Anyway, oh, have a... macking on this right. dude. Yeah, have a good night. He's like, You weren't... Well, you weren't ill, were you? You weren't sick, were you? Because I'm not I just, or anything. I just, my, well, I wrote down last night, why weren't you on stage for curtain? I was staring and staring and you never appeared. Oh, you weren't ill, were you? No, no, Claudine, I wasn't. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to go home. I've had a long day. Oh, Christine, I, it wasn't another person, was it? Because, uh, find the awkward boner. And then, uh, like, literally, he's holding his violin yeah. case in front of his crotch. Like, and then my favorite is when he goes, why are you holding your violin? He keeps here? saying, like, the creepiest thing ever yes. and then follows oh, it up with, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. And he says it twice. And then she she softens and she goes, oh, that's fine. And he goes, but really, though, you should be on stage where I can see you with my eyes. And she's like, ooh. And he goes, I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. And she's like, yeah, uh, that's cool. Did oh. we have a conversation on a previous episode about you can tell how crazy a person is by how hard they roll their R's or how hard they troll their R's? Uh, like not- Gary Oldman in Prisoner of Azkaban. That's right. That man's lost his mind. That was He's been in yes. prison for a long time. Because yeah. ours trill harder the further down the rabbit hole he goes. <laughs> Christine. Sing for me. There's not even, There's not even an R in sing. Rest there is. <laughs> Did you say rest there rest. is? You're Row I didn't. Row. Row you didn't. Robing or ridiculous. <laughs> Roar acting sort of crazy. <laughs> Are you gaslighting me? What's raslighting? Rats rat. Rats rat. Oh, Roo. Roo. <laughs> Maestro, I think Claudan kills girls. <laughs> oh my god. So Claudan goes in to see the Maestro, and the Maestro's like, so listen, um, someone was playing uh, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath tonight right. during the curtain call, and I kind of think I know who it was. What are you talking about? Maestro, roar acting sort of crazy. All right. Can't All gaslight right. me, Claudan, okay? <laughs> I've heard your trilly bits. Your trilly bits have a effect on me. Oh. You too, maestro. You too. <laughs> Secret rank shake. <laughs> rink, rink. 
<laughs> so Maestro's like, I suddenly feel like I have better circulation. Oh, I know. I'm I'm taking my socks off. I'm too warm. <laughs> this is fucking lights, dude. I swear. But they, it's like it's like someone installed like a restaurant's like salamander in my fucking Seriously. living room. Oh, we're, we're cooking from the top down. Uh, <sighs> so Maestro's goes, hey, listen, bro. I need you. To, I love that his note is like, Claudan, play something for me. What if Claudan was like, do you just want like one note? Cause see, nailed it. Can I go now? And the maestro's like, I mean, you're not, damn it. I should have been close, more specific. It's close to what happens though. Cause he plays this really long, languorous, like lullaby. Which I love. The lullaby. I, like, I actually love how lost he gets playing it. Great performance. The, just the look of love and he just, he gets lost. He, there's a in moment playing this yeah. It's it, quite beautiful It's the We'll talk about the cinematography As we get deeper into the film Because there's another moment Where the Technicolor Gets real soft And sort of it fuzzy It softens down and, yeah. But also it's the It's the camera angle That I love Where rather than like Just shooting his face Or just shooting so from right the up side the, Up the board of up, the Yeah it's yeah. kind of like Three quarters up the neck And we're looking yeah. at his face So we can see his fingers Now I don't know If Claude Rains can actually play Or if that is some of the best Miming it I've ever seen It's probably some of the best Violin miming I've seen that violin the best well i was gonna say the best miming ever is when gary oldman plays i think beethoven um Mm -hmm. but that's not miming gary oldman just learned how to play beethoven some of beethoven's music just note by note note by note yeah it's insane he's like i can't read music but i can play this one this piano suite perfectly start to finish so it's not miming but dude if claude rains is not legit playing his mime his his uh his miming is like yep Fucking I have dialed in. It's so great. And that lullaby is haunting. And there's something, there's a moment where where Claudan's face, he's like wistful and he's in it. But then there's this beautiful little shift where his face goes blank. Mm. Yep. There's it's it's like the only thing that exists is this melody. He's gone. It's it's a it's. I, I think the moment is when he realizes the song is almost <laughs> over. Is when his face changes because there's only a few notes left. There's two. I feel like it's honest. a little earlier, but there, it, there's two bits in here where I had an eye acting mm. note, and this is one of them because yep. his eyes just like they almost like walleye. He goes so far into his own head. He's yep. just like he's lost in that melody, and you can. I love the. I love the. The maestro's face too. That's one of the, the maestro's in it too. He's well, caught up in the in this. It doesn't start simple, that way. He right, starts being ready to. He's like listening for errors. He's like, I'm gonna catch him making a mistake. And then about thirty seconds or forty seconds into the song, you can see him just start listening to it. And it's a really subtle shift. His like mm-hmm. body position changes. He he like settles. And he, you can see admiration in his like eyes. Maestro goes away for a second and just uh, if it, becomes just a listener. If it wasn't for the bloat of opera in this movie and the really boring bits and for how long it takes us to get to the Phantom, mm-hmm. the performances in this are really good. That, that's sort of the overall note that I have for this is like it's just too bad. Yeah, it, there's so much. I think bloat is a great word for yeah. it. It's so bloated mm. with the opera stuff that's shoehorned in. It's there's too much spectacle because where this movie really I enjoy shines. the opera stuff. So though, do I. But it's like oh, but I'm not watching like a BBC presents. Right, right. Like, which is an fine. Opera, which yeah. is, but I'm here. I'm here for yeah. Phantom, and you said it earlier, bird. There's not a whole lot of Phantom. Yeah, in this Phantom of the Opera. Right. We're getting lots of opera, not a lot of Phantom of the. Right. <laughs> um. So, 
they, you know, they, Claudan finishes. We find out he's got some problem with it, like nerve damage or something in his yeah, left my, hand. My fingers don't work. He, he, I, I love that he's upfront about it though, where he's like, "Look, I, I picked the melody because it was simple." Right. And he, because the, the yeah, so we'll play the the, the intro to the act three. Yeah, the mic. Like, oh no, can't do that. There's, yeah, he's like, "There's a reason I picked this, and yeah. it's because my hands are going." He's, he's straight up with him. He's like, "Well, why did you try to pull the wool over my eyes?" He's like, "Well." Well, dude, I love that the maestro's like, well, this is the Paris opera, Claudan. We strive for perfection. If I was Claudan, I'd be like, I'm sorry, were you watching the same show I watched tonight? That was a shit show. I was the best part of tonight with my mistakes because I am the least of your worries. Oh, yeah, dude. One. Did you? I look, I would never say a bad word about Christine, but she literally missed a cue. Mm-hmm. She didn't even come on. So did your lead baritone. Your baritone. So did half like, your chorus. Yeah, your chorus was all fucking around. There was a donkey on stage. Pardon my point. French maestro, <laughs> but like donkeys in this show. No, I mean people wearing Pardon the wrong. Pardon my French. Costumes. They're all French. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then we get our first clue. <laughs> so. God damn it. <laughs> so maestro goes, you're fired. Yep. And Claude Anne's like, what am I supposed to do? I'm a violinist. This is my thing. And he goes, well, you've worked for us for 20 years. Surely you you've a set aside a, a small fortune. And then Claude Anne goes home. Sure. Yes, I have. Yes. I love he gives him. And we'll I'll talk to the, the board of directors and ensure that you get a season ticket. <laughs> a season ticket. A season ticket. I liked the maestro until he said that. Because I was yep. like, how about lifetime, how about season, lifetime tickets season tickets or, or a box? Some sort of 20 fucking years of his life and you're giving him a season pass. We're in the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll let you catch the... How many we got left? Two oh, I shows. guess only two, but Sweet. we'll get you a season ticket for, for this... Uh, Claudanne. For, for next season? No. No, like... This one. This season. There's two good ones coming up. I mean, we're going to end with DeValcory. We lost like a, Don Giovanni, but... Yeah, we're not doing that we're one not anymore. Doing that one. I know it's your favorite. Mm, but, you know, you could buy a take. We'll give you like a... How about like a 5% Four. discount? <laughs> like, uh, I thought you were going to say 50. We could get, we'll give you a 5% off. Fucking one. Paris Opera. This was a year they don't talk about. Yeah, this was a bad one for them. <laughs> this one got kind of scratched from history. There's an asterisk. Right, right, right. Like, it's like the 43 did, opera season. They don't season. talk about 1943. They did. Uh, so the year before, what did they do? Well, the big one the year before was um, Madama Butterfly. Mm-hmm. And what was it for the 43 season? season well they did dirty rotten scoundrels <laughs> <laughs> they did pippin they did dirty uh, rotten scoundrels and finished up with annie that's always Ooh, a big one you know the kids yeah, yeah. family shows uh and ticket sellers and we we did a met one matinee of oklahoma but no <laughs> one came so <laughs> we had a surrey with a fringe on top Can in the lobby anatole Oh, Oklahoma! They never, they never get off the first O. No, no. Once they hit that, yeah. Once they get on the O in Oklahoma, the song just stretches and stretches, and they're like, "Someone." And time becomes meaningless. <laughs> yeah. Time becomes meaningless. The second row, like. The show just started. I have to pee so bad. We're not even out of the first note of the first number. Are you eating a sandwich? Yeah, I heard about this show. Are you? <laughs> I read the advanced reviews. <laughs> the, what did the review say? It said, oh, boy, are you in for a long show. <laughs> 
Um, oh my god. Okay, Claudan's apartment is really shitty, but I want to live there. I kind of do, because mm. it's a small fortune. Hell, this guy's shacking up with Sweeney Todd over here, and I, yeah. I kind of want to eat his soup and sleep in his bed. I don't know why. Dude, to- totally. Do you see windows. those windows? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You, oh, I guarantee I you. Fucking Bert, like dancing around with his chimney sweeps. No, you know what's out those windows? Why? It's the Sen. <laughs> He's got a Garrett by the Sen for sure. Even if the Sen is not out his window, the Sen is out his window. Dude, he's in a French, he's in a shitty apartment in France. I drooled on both sides Dude. of my mind. He's a he's an impoverished violinist in a Garrett by the Sen. Does it get more romantic than Claudine? No. Some people spend good money to make an apartment look like if that. If it wasn't for all the children he's, and he's skinning got a in his in there. No, it's like a, a grand. He has a grand piano in there. Is it? I think so. I thought it was like a little crap crapper. Crapper. Yeah, sounds pretty good. Yeah, but it's cuz he's he's got the gift. I'm telling you what though. Okay, look. I have been spoiled by Andrew Lloyd Webber. I need that was a big, big in the negative column is that there's no fucking pipe organ in this movie. Right. Oh, I, yeah, Weber I, spoiled us on that. He did. He did. Because, like, look, his lullaby, his piano lullaby Beautiful. is gorgeous. Yeah. But it's not. That's I need that. It's not all pipes blazing. And that's like. That, it's not which all is, the china in your cabinets rattling. Right, right. exactly. <laughs> which is why, Carl, you and I are going to watch at least two. I don't care what other movies sure. we do. We're going to watch two musical versions of this just no, so I'm I can fine. get me that big goddamn pipe as organ. As one of them is the 25th anniversary live, like the, the stage one. Sure. It's like two, two hours, 35 minutes. But it's it, the beauty of like show, baby. Most amazing Once one you ever. and I start cracking beers, we just watch whatever we want. When people are like, well, why didn't you watch? It's like, because we didn't. Because? Because... We're the ones with the joint bank account. <laughs> Do you, are you on our bank account? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that we got our joint bank account at her bank before we... You, Danielle? Yeah. We actually went in and talked to Danielle. And she's like, hey, what are you boys doing? We're like, we're getting a joint bank account. She's like, Carl, okay. you and I don't have a joint bank account. And he's like, yeah. And with that attitude, we never are gonna. Uh, now, now, come on, Max. Our banker's ready for us. <laughs> we marched into the back and... Set our social security numbers in front of each other. It was adorable. <laughs> That's a real moment. <laughs> it was. We shared so much. Um, yeah, so we find out that Claudan has been giving... Well, because we kind of like... He, he looks... This is my... Okay. I love his... his fa- okay, remember when we watched uh, X, the man with X-ray eyes? Yes. And it has... Uh, oh, what's his name? God damn it. He was in two movies back to back. Oh, that we watched. I don't know his actor. name. And uh, Ray, Ray something. Not Raymond, but Ray something. <laughs> Ray Everybody Ray loves Raymond. Not him. No, uh, Ray Meland. Ray Meland, thank you. So Ray Meland has this 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 amazing ability to be in a kind of like goof troop sci-fi horror flick, and he brings such pathos just yes. in his facial performances. Like in the end when he goes into the preacher and he's all fucked up because his eyes have been gouged out. When when Claudine sits down at his piano in his little weird shitty garret. And starts playing that, I think it's his lullaby. It is, because he's been working that into a concerto for the last two years. So he's playing this thing, and his face goes through, as he's playing, he goes through, like, sorrow and exhilaration mm-hmm. and, like, despair. And and com- his his facial performances throughout the whole film are really remarkable. And I, I loved this moment, especially having just seen him do it with a violin. Yes. You know, it's... 
this here this is the bit of the movie where I'm like I'm in I'm in good 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 then we get the vocal uh, Christine is like practicing yeah and she's out of voice she's she's doing her music lessons and apparently she's not in good voice. She sounds fine to me. Yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but this is where we learned that Claudine has been play- paying for her her voice lessons, which is why he's broke. Yeah, he's so, broke as shit. His landlady's like, you have, you've been working for 20 years. <laughs> I don't know like, why I made rich? her like a broke. <laughs> hey, you fucking rich. You, she can't, is bu- for you real. can't buy soup. I mean, yeah, she's she's a, a she's a French landlady, but yeah. from the Bronx, though. She's very as Bronx as you can get. Hey, you eat no my super bread. You haven't given me like even like a couple of bucks. Chuck a couple bucks my Seriously. way. Seriously, I tell you what, Claude, Ann, I like you. You're a nice guy, but you don't give me some fucking money soon. You're out on your ass. She, goes, <laughs> she locks the door. <laughs> she's like, no, you just can't. Leave. No, you just can't leave. How about this? You slide some fucking money under the door. You ain't never leaving this apartment again. You did. I got Vinny and Jack outside. They got big old fucking, uh, they're gonna bust up them violin playing hands. You don't pay me. 1940 mitts, man. Yeah, they're they're ready to pugilize you. They're gonna pugilize you. They're gonna gonna fisticuffs you in the next. You can be so pugilized. Claudine, I tell you. Anyway, you you, you kidder. All right, here you go. You you enjoy your soup. And then she leaves. Um, but they, they go to the voice lessons and Christine is like, you know, rocking it. Mm-hmm. And Claudine's like, no, her voice, she's not in fine voice today. I best kill myself. Dude, Jesus. he is so wrapped up in Christine's thing. But he, he totally has impoverished himself to just for her sake. So I have, so this is the thing. There's a lot of things I don't like about this. I don't like, so one is finally he's paying for her lessons secretly, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> but he wouldn't have been paying them for 20 years. So he probably would have spent his money on something else. But if it is that we're we're saying that the reason he's broke is because he's been paying for her lessons, right? I don't think Questions. the movie. I don't think the movie ever makes it explicit, but they know the same lullaby from the same region. Sure do. Yep. He's about twenty-ish years older than her. Mm-hmm. Is Claudan Christine's father? I don't know because now it gets a little bit like you're gonna sing for me and. Oh. I mean, he's never explicitly romantically right, interested. No. <clears throat> but this is a, but either way, he's paying for these lessons. Yep. Right. So at one point, he's like, "Well, I can't afford to pay them anymore. So can you just teach her?" He's like, "No, of course I can't." And she can <laughs> pay, pay the, the artist, pay bro. The, <clears throat> right. Well, so well, she can't afford. She can't as a professional opera singer for the Paris Opera, granted right. she's in chorus, but she's still making scale or whatever that would be for a professional opera company. Right. Can't afford one month's salary, wouldn't be able to afford one lesson, and he's expensive enough to fucking bankrupt one of the lead violinists that's been playing there. Yeah. One, who the fuck is this guy? And two, how much do his fucking lessons cost? Yeah. If he, he is bankrupted, I think like set first or second chair violin. Right. In the Paris Opera. Yeah. Who is supposed to have had enough money to live out the rest of his life. And I think they say he's like 50. 48. He's 48. Yes. He should have made enough money in 20 years to retire at 48. Comf- well, again, this is 1943. His landlord though. says you're rich and you don't give me money. This is back when. You're rich and you starve yourself. Like, right. So rich is but, rich. But this is back when like a nice apartment in Paris cost you a, like a bubblegum wrapper and 22 yeah. cents a month. <laughs> so my, like this guy can't be that great. Right. Well, he, what's he Who doing? His voice lessons like. Let me play one chord on a piano. Dong. Now then sing. You go run. Are you sing? I'm gonna be check. I'm just on. I'm. I'm. An, I'm an influencer. Right. <laughs> I need to post this today. I'm well, on. My schedule. point is like they should have shopped around a bit, and she's like, "There's no fucking way." Is there another vocal coach anywhere in Paris who's 
doing you know, anything. Who's not <laughs> what like ten thousand dollars a lesson? It had to be. Like what the f- what? Yeah, I'm I'm right no there with you, dude. No one's worth that. Well, Claudine is like I've written a concerto and I'm going to sell it and 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 then you can you can keep teaching Christine for like one month. Yeah. yeah, like doesn't that guy say something about like I'd have to change my lifestyle yeah. if yeah um, if I didn't, I didn't if I didn't get charge. paid by her yeah. like fuck what's his what? lifestyle like? What are you well, this money dude, on? look at his quarters. Yeah, it's like. They wait. The waiting room is like draped in the silk curtains, and there's like, like marble two doors pillars going into it. This is whole. His his a, his like lesson room hasn't has a marble antechamber. Yeah, he's he's doing all right. <laughs> this guy's doing. He's charging. Well, it's because he's charging stupid kids ten grand a lesson for. Hey, I go sing in the corner. Hey, listen. If you want your kid, <laughs> if you want your kid to be a star, then you bring him to me. And if you want to bring him to me, then you get a second mortgage on your house. Is what you do. Look, I I don't have to teach your kid. It's my name is on the door. Now you yeah, remember whose fucking name is on the door. Everyone in this Paris is from Brooklyn. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most Brooklyn Paris ever. Uh, um, yeah. So he goes to this music publisher, and so Claudine basically is like, I'm leaves I've, his manuscript. Right. He's like, I've written this concerto. I'm gonna sell it. So he takes it to a music publisher, and we don't see that. We just see him following up. Yep. He comes in. He's like. What'd you guys think of my concerto? And they're like, who are you? What are you talking about? Hmm. He's like, I, <clears throat> I, two years. Yeah, probably on the table or something. Two years of my life. I wrote this concerto. I, I gave it to you. And I, my, last night I couldn't help writing it down. I was like, uh, this music publisher is every publisher it's, ever. It, nothing has changed in the music. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or, you, you sent us a demo? Or even in fiction where it's like, what'd you guys think of my novel? Which novel was yours? We got uh, 7,000 of them yesterday and 7,000 every day. Before, Before that, that we'll get seven thousand today and seven thousand. Seven thousand tomorrow. tomorrow. Which one was yours? Uh, Max Max Peterson. It's uh, <laughs> it was called the uh, Not Really Much Hope is what it's called. <laughs> not really much hope. Uh, I you know I'm gonna be honest. I think we actually lit the lit the coal stove with that. So right. if you have another copy, feel free to send it in. But maybe don't waste the paper. <laughs> you know, it's, yep. like that's what you get a lot when you're like, like what do you think? Who are you? Right. <laughs> uh, so the, I, was here, I was here yesterday. You, you shook my uh, you shook called, my hand and said, in, "All right, Maxwell." You, Maxwell, you said it shows a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. Did we say it showed a lot of promise? Yeah, yeah, you're the one that wrote that. You're the war war novel. Nope, nope, nope. That's not me. No. Hmm. Memoirs of a bathtub. Was that, that was it? Me. Memoirs of a bathtub. I like that yeah, one. Good. Nope, not me either. Mm. Well, look, if you come back tomorrow, I'm sure we'll remember. <laughs> Vietnam kind of funny. That was you. <laughs> Vietnam kind of funny. Bit of an uh-oh. <laughs> Your Vietnam me- memoir? Was that it? Bit of an up- uh-oh? Uh-oh. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't me either. Oh, boy, I'll tell you. Well, you're not in our top five. <laughs> I can tell you what you're not. I'll tell you, bit of an uh-oh was a riot. <laughs> Tim O'Brien just knocks another one out of the park. With, Wait, we need to call Tim O'Brien. Yeah, Tim yeah. Great. Note to uh, Mary, <laughs> Tim O'Brien, Vietnam, bit of an uh-oh. We're definitely moving forward with that one. And Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, we would have totally forgot about that. We would that. have glossed that entirely. I think it's a bestseller. <laughs> um, so <laughs> he goes into the music publisher's room. <laughs> and he goes, so he goes into the music publisher. And that dude's like, what's he doing? He's got a vat of acid that he's putting metal in. Chekhov's acid. What? Chekhov's acid. Chekhov's acid? Oh, you know that. Well, yeah. As soon as you see the acid, you're like, I guess that's going in Claudine's face. Because... <laughs> <laughs> 
just uh, this is why they have acid in a music shop just, yeah uh, it's like we're cleaning our metal parts that's today. Claude Rains I know he's gonna be our phantom and I know our phantom's gotta be horribly disfigured <laughs> how can we horribly disfigure this guy yeah, careful with that acid now Kathy that huge pan of acid you've got don't spill it cause it'll horribly <laughs> disfigure <laughs> you oh, okay got it here we are we're about to get the phantom nope not for like another mm, 39 minutes but yeah we gotta, you gotta watch him grope his secretary <laughs> so that's right. what the dude's doing he's just in there like fucking around with the secretary yep, he's pinching mm-hmm. some butt oh god um men am i right I <laughs> you're not wrong for sure so well, he gets his I, I do need my concerto yeah he gets fucking oh, murdered yeah. when does he murder the secretary he doesn't. What? He doesn't. She's, she stands no, it's there the looking. Prima Don- yeah, it's yeah, prima yeah, yeah. It's the prima donna. She stands there looking like, yeah, I fucked your face up. Dude, she doesn't. She's she not doesn't. even startled. No. Nope. When when the publisher guy's dead, she's like, finally, I'm free. But now I have this madman to deal with. Chuck. Splasheroo. Splasheroo. Well, what drives him crazy is when he's like, you've stolen my concerto. Because he hears. And they can't find it. Right. They're like, look, I don't know. It's somewhere around here. Come back tomorrow. We'll get it to you. He's like, no, 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 no. I, I worked on this for two years. He's like, I, look, I don't know where it is. I don't have, have copies. one copy. You know why? You always save a copy. You always save. Clearly, he's never read Misery. Nope. Because oh. that guy only had one copy, too. And it got Boy, burnt. He, <laughs> so he, quite he, a bit. You oh. gotta get you a Paul Sheldon. Yeah, poor, that. poor Paul. He's just a potato of a potato of a person. At the end, in both versions. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. So he hears his music coming through the wall, and he's like, <gasps> "You, you stole liar! It. You stole it. How is he recording it?" Because if he's not recording it, maybe someone's just checking it out to see if it's any good. How about you go walk in that room and be like, hey. When you hear your music, before you murder a person, take a look. See what the situation is. Right. Feel out the room. He jumped to all of the conclusions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah, some like that weren't even, even plausible. Well, dude, and it's next door. What's actually happening is like one of the most renowned composers of the day, Liszt, is playing Claudin's concerto and basically going like, this kid's going places. Yep. This is stunning. Make and sure we call him by the end of the day. Is If he is in the building, I will give him a briefcase filled with money. Claude Dan doesn't know these two fuckheads in the, in the front office don't really know shit. They aren't in control. They're no, just like, yeah. He's just the face of the organization. Yeah. There's these other cats in this other room. Making the decisions. Making the decisions. Yeah, yeah. This is... The guy he's talking to is a Hollywood producer. <laughs> the dudes, <laughs> The dudes in the other room... Are filmmakers Right And they're the ones Who are gonna be like Let's kick this upstairs This one's gotta get published Yep But Claude Anne's like Oh no You're putting my concerto Out on Napster Thief Thief And then he Strangles this guy And then he That's when he gets The acid in the face Alright what do we think of What do we think of Claude Anne's Acid in the face performance I I like it too Oh I hate everything About this scene (laughs) (laughs) What don't you like What don't you like About it Uh, Everything. But why? But why? Do you think it's over oh, the top? It's so Do you think it's... over the top, and just yeah, like and the, the assembly down the. Oh, oh yes. Now is. this might be because we've been I think doing it's probably nostalgia for me, but yeah, I love it though. I disagree. For I well, me, for me personally, it's the realism. I like the realism, and here's why. Maybe it's because we've been doing these Halloween movies, and I've been sure. thinking about these Halloween movies in a really realistic and upsetting way. Think about what what would happen to your mind. 
if your whole face i mean it's half his face right. but when he gets splashed he's like soaked yeah he's all i guess like just some of the acid worked and the other stuff was water <laughs> but whatever let's say even half your face gets hit with acid that's eating through your flesh all that acid all those nerve endings screaming mm. in pain and every, you're trying to get it you that's why he jumps in the sewer is to get the acid yeah. off his face. So it's burning and burning and he puts his hands on it and then his hands are burning and burning. But he walks like eight blocks before he does anything about he it. He stumbles in. He's like, he staggers out. He falls on the stairs. He he's trips the up. The police Somehow. are pretty quick to like close streets off actually. Yeah, I, I, so he's kind of, they're, they're closing the the net on him. Yeah, but what I, what I love about about Claude Rains' acid-burned face performance is when he falls. How's that earring treating you, buddy? Sorry, right. I slept on it. You, you gotta sleep on the other side, Carl. It's when, getting there. It's getting close. When he falls to the ground and like drags himself under the carriage, he's shaking. And when he gets down into the sewer, he's. Uh, I love the sewer moment. I mean, I, I have a note about man. You don't want to do that. You get poop infection in your ass. That's what face. Bird said. Is his face is immediately infected. Oh yeah. But I want to talk about the sewer. Let's talk about the sewer now. But what I love about Claude Rains' performance is that I feel like that's what it would look like if you were driven mad by pain. This is before the Joker. Yeah. Have you ever been in so much pain that like the only thing you can think I got my arm burned really bad as a kid by hot oil that came out of a pan. We were using fryer oil basically like splashed my whole Mm -hmm. arm and it was like your whole brain shuts all the way off except for where's water. Mm -hmm. It's like you're I think I was a really little kid but like you know I, I don't really remember it that well but like I'm sure I was just running around the house and then eventually what happened is my dad got me in his arms and got me to the tub and put my arm under water yeah but like before that i have no no idea i remember the oil hitting me and then i remember nothing until my dad is washing the oil off and it's that's what that much pain does everything's white which is why yeah which is why i like it's like it literally is like in fight club when it's like and you just get the klaxons in your head and there's no thought it's just like holy shit this fucking hurts yes so when i was thinking about this i was I liked Claude Rains' performance because I was like, this would not stop hurting once he got outside. He wouldn't be like, dun, 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 evade right. the cops. He would Suddenly, just be like, right. yeah, it would just be like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit for like, until he got water on his face. That's, That's why, why I am critical of it. I think he was too good at doing things. Oh, uh, I see. Anything, oh, everything. Okay. Right. okay. Like, he should have just turned into a puddle right, there on right. the floor. And the movie ends. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Well, actually, you know what? There. Because at this point, we're no, like 39 minutes in and nothing's happened yet. Um, Bird, you pointed out last night, I almost missed it because I was taking a note on him grabbing his face, but mm-hmm. when he gets down that sewer grate, that worm's eye view shot up the oh, ladder through that's that. That's really cool. Uh, it's beautiful. This is where the cinematography starts coming together for me. Yep, it's once he gets burned because you, wanted, you brought us down into the sewer, that shot down mm-hmm. in the sewer part of it is the technicolor green of the water yeah. mm-hmm. it's got that like green swamp toxic avenger look to yes. it as it like yes. but it's but there's so much shadow too it's uh it's like the the green hue of the sewer water plus the texture of the walls because the the they i think the lighting is really interesting mm-hmm. when we're down in the sewer because it's it's really harsh light but far away and kind of so that so that it's mostly shadow but the shit that has light on it is like glaringly mm. white 
it really makes the textures pop it really makes the green sheen of the water pop it's just beautifully lit and it, we we talked a little bit about when um claudan comes into his apartment that looks like german expressionist mm-hmm. yeah it bird i think you said like did they borrow this set from the cabinet of dr caligari mm-hmm. the the uh the what yeah going on we got some kind of crazy storm coming in um but there's something about oh, the thunder. something about or the sewer seems really German expressionist to me too like really heavy shadow that's like clear it's like almost cutting the the frame into like component parts or pieces what's up unrelated but related yes so he jumps into sewage yes and splashes his face face with, with it. it right so what happens next is he gets a horrible infection gangrene and dies yeah, yeah. Quickly, because it's on his face. Um, it's on his yeah, face. all yeah. up in his mucous membranes. Mm-hmm. They had different poop back then. <laughs> right, it was it probiotic was penicillin. Poop. <laughs> yeah, penicillin <laughs> poop. I think actually this was the time. This was a time period in France where everyone was just shitting pure hemoglobin. Yep. So it actually mm. healed. It was O negative. O yep. Universal. Wait, is O positive the o donor? Posi- o positive. Yeah, yeah O negative is the universal recipient. Right, that's right. Um, so yeah, the O, uh, I think. A, B, neg. I don't fucking know. Whatever it is. I'm not a hemoglobinist. I'm not a bl- <laughs> hemoglobinist. I'm not a hemoglobin. Um, oh, no, that doesn't work. Hold on. <laughs> pause, pause. Oh, I got it. I fe- Good. Dude, they got, dude they getting s- better. Getting it's better. It's a very thin filter, but it's there. <laughs> so we, we kind of jump in time a little bit. Uh, to Christine The next note that Do you have any notes Before Christine is like Practicing in her apartment With Anatole no. Okay So Christine's in her apartment With Anatole And she's like She plays uh, that lullaby She plays Claudine's lullaby And he's like What is that Enchanting tune mm-hmm. And she's like It's this lullaby I have from the old country It's called I A lullaby Blood in the bowl Right You know like something nice And comforting And he's like Where are you from She's like Provence He's like Oopsie it's a poopsie (laughs) (laughs) It's called My whole family's gone cold Oh man Boy your lullabies You played me that that one last Last week called uh, uh, Fell on a log And got infected And Ah, oh, God! Your lullabies from Provence are kind, they're beautiful, but isn't that just another place? What in you didn't France? like plague toast? No, plague toast, toast. Plague toast was a little heavy for me, actually. <laughs> kind of wrecked my Monday. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> you didn't like rat bite fever? <laughs> no. That one did have. It was kind of fun, you Is know. That the one with the bridge that's real snappy. Yes, yes. Let me play it on my piano. Do 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 do. Do 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 yes rat bite fever <laughs> do 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 you know you know to be honest though I do like that one it's yeah, got snappy. a little, it's, it's got snappy. some snap yeah. to it you know if we put some horns in there or you know like a like a lute <laughs> but so she's I love that she's singing so she's you're a liar ah, it's a musical joke know, so she's singing to Anatole and. I'm gonna throw this out here. I know I'm. I, I'm. I'm assuming I'll get shit from one of the two of you. I don't know if it's old timey singing. I don't know if it's like the mics that they had in 1943 or what. But I don't catch a goddamn word nope, of that song. Nope. It's like she's singing tones. Dude, she she gets on that piano and he, and Raoul's not Raoul. Uh, Anatole's nodding like he's like, and he does no. Do you know? Did you realize that he picks up all the lyrics the yes, first time he through? He's like, yeah, well, he's not singing. He's singing what she's singing, which is. Hello, 
flasks, trunks, cable, level floor, bin the fields and birds be like. It's pretty much all I hear. I'm like. It's cr- it's like sine waves coming out of her mouth. I'm like, I I get that this is how you, people used to sing, but I'm glad that well, actually we're going back to it. This is before they invented consonants. This is pre. <laughs> this is proto mumble rap. Oh no! If Christine had been like, angle from some mouth in the bitchy word of chains on my neck. It's akin to mumble rap where I'm like, I'm like, what's she saying? I'm watching her. I was watching her lips. I'm like. Grass, grass. <laughs> sweet dreams. I caught Bird. Did you hear sweet dreams? Bird goes, I thought she said sweat creams. I'm like, <laughs> oh man, this song's hard. Boy. <laughs> and then, and then Anatole's like, oh yeah, I've, I've heard it once. Let me just sing the, I'm going to sing alternating fifth, seventh harmonies of it. Here we go. This is back when the name that tune game was actually just trying to name the tune that people were actually singing at you. Right, right, right. Because you're like, at one point, do you think there's someone in a room full of singing people who's like, guys, wait, 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 wait. What if we pronounce the words? And everyone goes, (gasps) (laughs) one moment. And that moment changed the music industry forever. (laughs) And that band was Led Zeppelin. (laughs) (laughs) We put some T's and P's and B's in there. Suddenly people know what we're saying. Fricatives in music. What are the times coming to? (laughs) We can't have plosives on stage. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? (laughs) Big Spear, come over here. Throw him out (laughs) Except he said Hey hey hey, hi And they're like I actually don't know What you want me to do (laughs) Alright I'm only doing this Because I want him gone Throw him out You see You see When you pronounce things It works for everyone (laughs) God we gotta get a video element Mm -hmm. Um, So Raul pops in And he's like Oh I see you two are fucking. You mean the meat cute between Anatole and Raul? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck yeah, dude! It's, man. it's amazing. It's so cool. Uh, this do we do we all agree that secretly Anatole and Raul are a gay couple? Oh, oh fuck yeah. yeah! By the end of this movie, like the they cutest. go to dinner together. Adorable. I fucking love them so much. I think that like, oh, dude, I do too. That last the, we we get a bunch. This there's this recurring bit where they say the same thing in unison at the same time to Christine because yes. they're both trying to woo her and then at, they both want to be the last one in the room to get her glances so they're always like trying to jamming sp- each other in a doorway yeah, yeah. Oh, but one will say oh you go oh, first but you. then he'll after also you well, yeah. they also Jamming. go after you no after you oh we did it again uh, that time our butts touched like <laughs> no, dude it's there's mo- there's like a moment even in this early meeting when they get jammed up in the door before With they like, like <laughs> well, before they look back at Christine to give her the nod, they like meet each other's eyes for a second. And I'm reading this as, of course, as a 2019 viewer, but Bromance and, dude, there's yeah, a yeah. moment where they're like, "Your shoulders are pretty, pretty firm. Yeah, you Do you are, work out? You're, well, I am uh, an investigator. Uh, I'm a detective. That's uh, true. Uh, yeah, I mean, my my diaphragm. Former military. Former right? form military man. Oh, really? I've always loved a man in Maybe uniform. Man in uniform. Christine's like. Eh, they're like, oh yes, we are fighting over you, we of course. Like boobs. Boobs are great, and Christine, yours are fabulous. Now, good day. After you, sir. <laughs> After you. Uh, now listen, Anatole, I, I, I don't like the amount of time you're spending with Christine, but I had to ask, what's your abs routine? Because, dude, you are cut. You are so... Well, you see, it's the singing, Raul. Right. It's... Would you like to feel my... 
feel my diaphragm. <laughs> I, you can cup it while slicing. <laughs> so you put your oh just put your hand here, right over my heart. Oh, that's that's very tender. Actually, it's very now, strong. It is. It's quite soft. Keep it there. It's quite warm as well. Let, now let me sing you a lullaby. It's from Christine's it's like little, it's old like a, it's country. It's like holding a little bird in your hand. It's called "Died of Tetanus." Grass. Christine's like, the fuck is wrong with you? All right, for real though. Now at this point, now I have to leave, and you're blocking the door. Oh, you go ahead. Raoul and I'll catch up. Come, sit on the divan with me, Raoul. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me of your time in Provence. <laughs> Tell me of your time in Provence. Christine, we're going to open this uh, Chaputier 1774, <laughs> if you don't mind. Well, I, I was actually saving that. Yes, yes, off you go to the opera. <laughs> Raoul, what, now what branch were you in? Tell me, because my, my father served. <laughs> Just falling in love, baby. Uh, um, So we find so out that... So, uh, uh, Raul comes in with a big... <laughs> All I know is, if Anatole and Raul aren't going to fight, they might as well just fuck it out. <laughs> Last one to orgasm gets <laughs> right. Christine. Exactly. She's just watching them, just 69, mustache 69 on her, on her couch, and she's like... So Paris has, is weird. <laughs> I guess if this is really how you want to settle this, uh, <laughs> or is Christine just like, I don't? Do I have to choose? <laughs> right. Let's just. There's enough Christine to go around. A menage a trois is. This friend. is Paris. A menage a trois. Uh. <laughs> All right. So, Raoul's like. We found this evidence in Claude Dan's apartment. The reveal. <laughs> it's the bust, a full bust it's of Christine. It's a full, pitch-perfect bust of Christine. He's like, Claude Dan was clearly an insane stalker of women, probably skins, children. <laughs> Actually, and that's mine. Raul goes, oh, you found my bust. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the great moments in this movie, yes. dude. Because you, you, like, Raul looks over and he goes, <laughs> looks at him, Christ. he's like, for real, though? For real? <laughs> you did that? You sing and you chop things with <laughs> that are made from rocks? And he looks, I know, we're getting thunder. We Dude, it's getting crazy. I don't there. know. We, I've, I've never had this thing die because of thunder. I don't know what'll happen. We'll find out. Um, but cr- You mean t- lightning? L- yeah, like, mm-hmm. well, he, I mean, dude. Well, we can't have one without the other. That's true. It's really rumbly. It's like a Raoul and a... Do you have basement? And, and until I, I, sh- I haven't. You think this is Dorian? You think Dorian's hitting Michigan today? It's a little... Well, if it turns it, into a minor storm, it would be Ionian. <laughs> Carl. What? Music jokes oh. for days. <laughs> that is deep cuts music theory shit, dude. Thank I'm you. so happy. Ooh, that's it for me today. Yeah, did you save that one yeah. up? Your bra- that was you took your whole I processing power. You're like, here we go. Ionian joke in five, four, three. <laughs> that one's countermeasures. No. Um, I think that's why Trin came over. She's yeah. like, do you guys fucking hear this shit? It's spooky, ooky. This is perfect. Days. Phantom of the Opera weather, man. It is. It's so oogie. I love that Raul. We own the good one. Raul looks mm-hmm. at. We do. Do you want to watch it when Carl leaves? Yeah. Okay. So, or Carl, do you want to hang out and watch an, an Andrew Lloyd Webber one? <laughs> I've got to do wedding things. 
Just you gotta you hurry up and get married. You gotta get married. Like you do it tomorrow. I'm I a would, minister. I would absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah, actually, you're my backup plan in case. <laughs> should I start? Should I start doing a rough outline? <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be. Too, oh, we'll talk off mic. Anyway, um, so I love that Raul turns to Christine and is like. You must have sat for this literally thousands of times for him to get this right. And Raul's like, no, did it from memory. And even Christine's like, mm, that's a little weird. I'm feeling awkward now. You did that from memory? And he's like, yes. And well, from like two to six thousand drawings I did of you. Yes. I think he says something <laughs> like once you've once you've looked at Christine, you just hold the image of her soul in your heart or something Forever. like that. Yeah. Like, uh, a little heavy handed. Now, see, there. you guys say heavy handed. Meanwhile, I'm like, I want someone to say that to me. <laughs> no one's ever made a bust of me. Yeah. Bird, how 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 long do you have to look at me before my image of my disemboweled heart or whatever is in your brain. I don't know what the romantic one is. But hold, hold your dead spleen Just make me in mad. my arms. Bird's like, yeah, I've, I dream of holding your heart quite a bit. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Um, Yeah, so my note is what 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 does Christine got that I don't got? What is Christine? What does everyone see in her? Because Claudan is killing people and bankrupted himself for her career. Yeah, he's. Mm-hmm. Raul has made a fucking full on bust. How's our look at our hive? We got like a super high winds. Ooh, right. Yeah, we might have to pause this and put some on top. How are we doing? All right. Cool. Okay. Uh. So anyway. Uh. <laughs> this is when we get our meat cute. It's so our, full yeah. of bees. We're bumping out. We're bumping out the door. We can't even. Oh no! It's. We have then, to grind our crotches together. Yeah, right. it's like <laughs> they just space dock for one second. They on go. The way out they're the like, door. if we go outside to side, right. pelvis to pelvis, we might fit. Oh, you move, you move your <laughs> hips. You move. No, no, wait, move. No, no, no. Time your time your movements with mine. Like this, back. Christine's like, Jesus Christ, you guys. Are you going to leave? Uh, Christine, would you give us a little, would you give us a waltz beat on the, just, do, do, do. There it is, yes. (laughs) Christine goes over. They're like, they're like, oh, it's the perfect season to grind that shit. (laughs) I just want them to fuck. Dude, it makes, I want it so bad that I dreamt about it in (laughs) heaven. Oh, Carl. Spicy. Dude, uh, and and listeners, Carl's going to write us some slash fiction. We're going to get that up on the website. I didn't know boys could scissor. Guess what? They can in my dreams. <laughs> um, pardon me, Raul, but would you hand me that octavo in front of you? Why, yes, I, I see this has got quite the staff. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Lots of staff. I'm, it's Just lift your balls. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we've gotten all the good, now that we've gotten all the good parts of the movie, yeah. like now we're back covered, to shitty parts. Uh, well, now we have another opera show piece. Oh my god! And uh, though during this opera show piece is when he poisons the um, diva. Yes, but before. Actually, yeah. Okay. Do it. So my note is, the Phantom makes his first appearance to spit in the prima donna's drink. Pretty much. That's yeah. where Bird goes when he he picks up the cup and like takes it off screen and, and then, then puts, puts it back, it back down. down. Bird goes, is he just like 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 bitchily spit in her yeah, drink? He just lugged. He lugged her. Lugged right in the drink. Yep. All right. 
This stage manager looks like he's calling fucking baseball signs every time the With phantom. The, the snoot and the beard. Snoot and the doodly and then the beard. Like, I'm. I don't know what that's supposed to represent because do we ever see? Yeah. Well, he says that, that he believes there's, there's been a ghost in the Paris Opera House right. forever and he's seen him. He has a long nose and a big red pointy beard. Like, so this is his own, like, Personal. oh, there's spooks. Gotcha. And so he's like, every time something bad happens, you're like, it's the one with the long nose and, and the, the red long beard. Be- Every time I see him do that, I just see Tom Hanks in A League of Their Own. <laughs> Calling. Yeah, he's just like, they're like, who did it? And he goes, and it was a, and then you <laughs> shoot in the button hook and then over to the left and smoke a cigarette and put a dick in your mouth. Yeah. And Christine's like, mm-hmm. was it a, do you want, what do you want? You want me to steal second? I, I, I don't know how that helps. I, we don't know what a baseball is. You want me to walk him? <laughs> <laughs> Bring the, up the pinch. Hit it. What? Who am I walking? Do you want me to? Be <laughs> talking about. Do you go for a walk? Listen, I, my cue just came up, but we're gonna talk about this later. Because you, you know to, I'm really good at missing those. So. <laughs> I got I got a talking to from you about exactly <laughs> Remember this. Remember that, right? <laughs> I got a talking to from you about this exact thing. So excuse me. So okay, he's not actually spitting in the cup, as it no. turns out. He's. Poisoning the prima donna. Yeah, he put. Except we don't see another hand doing nope. anything. No, nope. it's just a hand comes in and picks a cup up. Bottle of poison. And then the mystery glass. Yeah. Yeah, but it's fine. Uh, I think he rimmed it. Here's my next note. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck is the props master? There isn't one apparently. That guy's fired. Well, I said well, that. Anytime and then you they... have a live drink or anything like that, there's somebody watching that all the time for that uh-huh. exact reason. This is a. Again, this year, Paris Opera House is yeah. going shit in the bed. Downhill. Diarrhea, fucking dog food shit in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, dude, fire that properties master. And I actually think, I think in like the he next train scene. spotted this whole. <laughs> I think in the next scene, they do fire him. Yeah, they do. When they're having the big meeting, they're I like, so. the props master said there was no way that anyone could have poisoned the drink. And Bird and I look at each other. We go like, that's clearly false because right. that's exactly what happened. Is this dude poisoned the prima donna? What a great swoon! I she just like, drops like a ton. She's like, I don't. She's like, ooh, I feel kind of weird. I feel so well. I she kind of shakes it off a f- couple of times, and then she turns around and falls. It's into, like a bag of hammers. Just boop. it's cool. It's yeah. really cool. Um, the switch literally just goes boop. Yeah, yeah that's cool. and this is where I started noticing um, the actual camera work, the camera movement. Mm-hmm. One of the things I really like about this movie is the long shots. The, and their use of a moving camera too, because this camera will. This is very. It's in the chase scenes in particular. It's very. Yeah. The, well. The, yeah. They'll, you'll follow somebody, and then once that person leaves the frame, rather than cutting, the camera will like switch tack and go up, and you'll follow somebody else, mm-hmm. or we'll like. There's a great shot near the end, actually. Um, I don't remember exactly what why I wrote that note here. But uh, oh, it's because it's the uh, it's an opera showstopper mm. thing that's yes. happening. But the shot composition is great too they really use space they really use depth they use different heights yeah but that's all part of stage productions you know is creating is levels it's, you know you don't want to have a flat stage because it's super fucking boring looking but there's a great shot near the end that really cemented to me m- what i like about the camera work it's when they're escaping the collapsing sewer um and this is kind of akin to what happens here where we kind of this I think this is one of the shots where we're rotating around the stage and then we yep. and then we as we're rotating around we the stage we like the- yeah we push back into the the back area but when they're escaping from the sewer the camera's shooting through 
a like a, a, an archway. Yes. And they run out of view, like behind the archway. And then the camera doesn't push into the space. It just rotates so that we're looking through the archway at a different angle. And so now cool. we see them running towards us down another wall. It's a really beautiful shot. There's a lot of cool camera work and cool cinematography in this. If it wasn't for all the goddamn singing. <laughs> uh so the prima donna, she swoons, and Christine gets her day in the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all out on stage, and Raul's, you know, and that's the cue for the prima donna to come in, and all of a sudden we hear, Cooty tooty fruity, smoochy tricksy loosey doodly fruits, It's a new voice. We hear not her, you before. everyone responds as though... Like they were hearing the voice of God. Yeah, God just saying Alanis Morissette just like it's God singing an Alanis Morissette song, and everyone's yeah. like, "I do have one hand in my pocket." Yeah, <laughs> it's so true, so man. True. Just God damn it, God wants so to go right. down on me in a theater. <laughs> but dude, like the whole, even the audience is like, <gasps> and then Christine is revealed in red wig and whatever, right. and dude, uh, Anatole's. <laughs> Boner is. <laughs> it is just you can hang clothes on it. He's like, like it. It's so much blood rushes to his crotch that his center of balance, his right. center of gravity changes, yeah, and he like falls forward. The, yeah, he's like, oh, oh, my hips feel weird. What's going on? <laughs> I thought I had a big boner for Anatole and all. Raul. Raul. Sorry. I mean, he does I have mean, a big boner maybe. for Anatole. <laughs> he, still, he still has a little leftover boner. <laughs> I got some resige. It was on its way down. <laughs> he caught a glimpse of uh, of uh, Raul on his way on stage, yep. and he's just coming down from that. Now Christine's walking out, just being like, "I got one hand in my pocket, and the other one's touching Oina." And he's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> um, all joking aside, though, I really like. Christine's bit here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this her soloing bit is, is really good. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's it's great. I love it. This is part. Uh, yeah, like th- this. Look, it's my least favorite Universal movie, but it's fun. It, there's a lot in this movie that's good. It's you know what's weird, Carl? Hmm. I was just thinking this. This movie is not not exceptional. This is not one of the ones that I would say like it's a masterpiece. No, but it's not bad either. This movie is so like. It's almost a non-entity in my head. Yeah. Which I hate to say because it's got good moments, but it's got shit moments, and it's so balanced between good and bad that it's, like, bland. This scene has my favorite shot. I want it blown up and put on a poster and hung on my wall. Mm -hmm. It's when... Oh my god, I know exactly what it is. she's singing, and then we cut to him just listening, standing in the sewers with his head. He's looking Mm -hmm. up, and it's... He's this big yep. in a whole bunch of sewers surrounding him, and he's just looking up and listening. It's, it's the most fucking incredible. It is the be- single best shot in the We movie. hit that shot three times during this. The singing, we hit it once. Singing again, hit it twice. We hit it three times. We get him standing there. Really? Yeah. I only saw it once. Mm-hmm. We hit it three times. But uh, the, oh, the, I guess the first time that that pops up is when I started taking my note. Mm-hmm. I paused the movie. I think that I almost... Have you ever seen a movie? There's a movie called um, Heaven's Gate. It's a... Oh, about the... It's a Western. Yeah. It's about four hours long. It's a long one. And the audio is like... It was... The whole concept was we're going to make it realistic. So, like, when there's a steam train in the background, you can't hear the dialogue because they're like, well, that's how it would be. Well, it's kind of irritating. (laughs) Yeah, because you're like, what are they saying? Is this important? And it is important. But anyway, at the... Spoilers. Mega spoilers for Heaven's Gate. If anyone likes Westerns, 
it's worth watching fast forward for like 30 seconds at the end of the movie one of our heroes i think it's actually uh kurt not kurt russell uh anyway our hero is is helping a, a woman carry her bags out of a cottage the movie is like all the way stopped the the forward action there's no action mm-hmm. everything is calm and serene and he steps out the door and gets both barrels of a shotgun in the guts from off screen and the audio for the shotgun blast is insanely loud so the movie gets you in this like lull where you're like oh, nothing really happening and then he turns around and it's like Kaboom! And he guts fly out his back. There's blood spraying everywhere. Jesus. He goes flying and hits the dirt. It's so startling and so shocking that when I first saw, I saw it in college. We did it as a as a movie for a class. It it justified the boring three hours that preceded it because I was like, that was That's fucking you, brilliant. Yeah. It was so slow that that gunshot <clears throat> like literally shat. It's almost like a blink in consciousness. You're not your brain shuts off. It's so startling. Something about this, this like, here's the pageantry and the mm-hmm. movies. It's kind of getting boring here. And then, yeah. boom, this beautiful, like, three-quarter bird shot, bird's eye view shot in the dark, this dark sewers. What? Bird shot. Bird, bird shot. shot. Finger guns. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's the use of space. It's kind of yeah. like Carnival of Souls, where you put a tiny person in a, a cavernous space, space oh and there's no light. It's, so, it's that German expressionist thing yeah. we're talking about. It's black. So dark. It looks like the Emperor's Chamber in uh, a Return of the Jedi almost. It's everything is yep. black and the only thing that's lit is like a little bit of his face under the hood. In this movie, it's that white f- mask looking up. And I have another note about it, which is this is 20 years of Claudan's life and his entire fortune. He's committed a murder and now he's trapped in a like a sewer with a festering wound on his face and he has a mask over it over his you know hor- horrific gooey, disfigurement sticky, his gooey poop face. and he's hearing christine's ultimate triumph from the stage through the costume shop through the ground into the sewer and all he's and it's him listening to applause she's singing and then they applause and it's this mask and i wrote down um even his human expression is taken from him yep. in his moment of triumph. This is the highest point of his life. And, and he's, he's standing in shit. 200 feet below the ground yeah. in a sewer in the dark. With his face on fire. And he can't even, we can't even see his joy because it's hidden behind this faceless mask. And oh my God, it's one of the most beautiful moments I've seen in a, in a, in a, in a universal movie. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, this moment to me is akin to the moment in Frankenstein when the monster first walks into light and holds his hand up yes. to try and touch the light yes and then realizes that it's something he can't touch and you see like him get sad dude it's this is That's this is brilliant this is a masterpiece moment in an okay movie yep uh that prima donna's kind of a bitch <laughs> yes, <she is. laughs> oh my god oh so that got so yeah, my notes for her is like, oh, they have her over a barrel. Oh, nope. No, they don't. Oh, shit. So she's retconned the entire third act of the opera. So it's, her, her, demands? her demands are ridiculous. I need you to wipe the memory of everyone that has come to this performance. No one shall know the name, Christine. Well, she says, I want, I want Christine back in the chorus yep. for the remainder of my two-year contract. Yep. Ra- uh, uh, Anatole stands up and he's like, absolutely not. She was a sensation. You're old. You sing like shit, and you suck. Yep. And she's like, "I'm not finished." 
we're going to pretend that if you want me to pretend I wasn't poisoned, then we're going to pretend that nothing happened tonight. You're going to send out a letter to all of the newspapers in town Mm -hmm. and tell them that... The information that Christine sang in my place is not to be released under any circumstances. And then they're like, well, what about the entire paying crowd that was there? What about the public? What about, yeah, you're going to... And it says it, well, she, in not so many words, she's like, well, you're going to take care of them too unless you want this to be an issue. Yeah. She's like, she's like Christine never sang. She yeah. never sang and she's not going to sing the whole time I'm here. How about that? And... And she's like, or I'll go to the, you know, or I'll go to the police and tell everyone I was poisoned. And then right. I'll, she's like, I don't give a shit. I'll crash this bus. Yep. I, they're like, well, it, it would hurt you too if there's a scandal. She's like, don't fucking fuck care. it. Yep. Don't care. I'll drive us off a bridge. Yep. I'll burn this shit to the ground <laughs> exactly. before I'll let Christine one up me. And you're like, wow. <laughs> I kind of fucking get a, I kind of dig that though a little bit where like, she is a diva for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like there, you don't get to be the head soprano at the Paris Opera by being a slouch. Now I'm on and not singing good. Right, I'm on tell. Well, but I mean, it's and in the can, Andrew Lloyd Webber version, right? Especially the movie with Gerard Butler, they make it like very clear that she's actually a bad singer. Okay, gotcha. Um, in the in, here, it's not so. No, no, no. She's she's okay, but even in this movie, I picked up on the fact that I think this actress is kind of. Warbling it a little okay. I think she's kind of Like supposed to be A, f- a fading star Gotcha you know, okay. like She's got maybe A year left Well she has two years On her, two contract. Years on her contract But what I'm saying Is she's got a year left As like the staggering gotcha. Talent of the yeah. Parisian opera um, But in the uh, In the one with Gerard Butler It's like 2004 Or whatever mm. um, it, They used an so They used an though. actual op- Opera singer Like a, a legit Prima donna And she had to take Vocal lessons on how to sing improperly. Incredible. Because they wanted to make her sound shitty, so she. It, and uh, I think you told me it took her a while to like get back into voice after the movie was done because well, she she like yeah. figured out how to fuck things up because she was like one of the best singers in the world, and then she sings her bits all bad like. <laughs> like that's how her performance right. is in the movie, and then after it was done, she was like, Oh, oh no. <laughs> Um, can someone help me? Right. Help me, please. My career—I need a career after this movie. After this movie, right? Oh my god. Um. So, this is when the prima donna meets the phantom because she goes back to her dressing room and she's like, "Huh, I showed, showed her." Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, and her like waiting lady is like, "Yeah, yes, bitch, her chambermaid." Yeah. <laughs> you did so good by ruining that another girl's life. Mm-hmm. And then she opens her her the I think the chambermaid opens the. Mm-hmm. Um, she the, sees the curtains like the curtains moving and she pulls the curtains aside and the phantom is in the room mm-hmm. and she runs and hides behind the prima donna. Bullshit. This is my second eye acting nomination because the again like this movie's the opera bits are don't I give so little of a yes. shit when I see how good the performances are. Dude this prima donna she gets up to when the, the phantom shows up and he's like here's You're what's happening. Town. You're leaving town. If you don't there will be dire consequences. The prima donna's face she we see her look simultaneous it's beautiful performance it's akin i will i will fully say that this is kind of in the neighborhood of robin williams in good morning vietnam when he's mm. trying to make him laugh but his heart's breaking right she looks afraid and haughty at the same yep. time she she doesn't want to lose her prima. no you can yeah but you can you can see her like put like stiff upper lip raising the chin but you can see like terror working behind oh, it. Oh yeah. The the number of emotions she manages to like simmer up and then bubble down and then simmer up and bubble down in just a couple seconds is beautiful. It's a great it's a great performance moment. 
And then she's basically like, uh, how about go fuck yourself? Yeah. And then the phantom's like, all right, well, told you. Yeah, we talked <laughs> talk talk about, about this. this. Strangle you to death. And uh, lady in waiting, you come on over here. Strangled to death. And then he zoop, zips on out of there. And now his kill count is up to three. Three now. Mm-hmm. With yeah. his cloak. Oh, Billowing. running down the... Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> I almost wanted him to do the anime run with his arms back. Oh, my God. Yeah, like slightly the camera would have been sideways. And this is when we get the chase sequence. Yes. Raul, no. Anatole's chasing the phantom. Mm-hmm. And Raul is chasing, chasing the phantom. Uh, Raul's. He's chasing. He's chasing Anatole. Anatole. Yeah. And he's also yeah, we find out later chasing, chasing Anatole. Anatole. He's chasing Anatole, but he's also chasing, chasing Anatole. Anatole. <laughs> um, but, dude, what a cool chase sequence. Yeah, this, this is one of my favorite bits. I think part of it is the. Part of it's the set. Because seeing all the all the rigging for oh the, that's so incredible when they're up in the in the in the on the catwalks and yeah dealing with all of that running, rigging and stuff running so between cool. the rigging and the ropes and the there's a moment where like the phantom hides behind some ropes and bird pointed out she's like that's dumb but then when you see how many ropes there are you're like you could totally you do could that. totally just back up if you just back up a little bit there's enough rope just around. And this is an old town playhouse. This is like, no, this is the Parisian space. This used to be the Parisian opera before everyone started playing <laughs> fucking <laughs> voodoo child on their violins. You know, no one's showing up. Halfway People through. missing cues. <laughs> I told you, I'd take a dump. Anatole's out there finishing up a smoke as he gets on stage. Like, they're not, here. they're not turning their laugh mics off <laughs> when they go to take a shit. Like, <laughs> um. I'm pretty sure that even to this day, most opera is not mic'd. I think that's probably accurate. We were talking, yeah. I remember we were talking with my the one of my first. They might have like floor mics or something, but that's. I don't know. That's I think an Adam Lau question. That is an Adam Lau no, question, but I'm pretty sure that my sister would know too. A lot. Well, it might be just in big big opera companies because I know Adam's done some operas where they were mic'd. I'm pretty sure, but I, I think it's actually less. Com- however, <laughs> however, I hope they didn't have microphones. In 1943, I mean, well, when this is oh yeah, 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 the microphones they did have only caught things like (laughs) right, just the vowels of wow wow, (laughs) just a lot of wow wow happening. That actually might have been the lyrics to every song. It's just (laughs) wow 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 wow. Um, the stunts, dude, the stunts in this are great. This is some Errol Flynn shit we're seeing. Oh, this is that is a huge fucking curtain. That he f- jumps onto, Excellent. falls onto. Well, he gets tagged in the back of the head by um, that rope that's got the big giant like metal hook big, on it. Yeah. Um, wooden. Uh, there's a name like, for it, but yeah. Pulley like system. system. Yeah. He gets tagged with yeah. like a huge metal wooden pulley and it like knocks him forward into a rope and he falls off the catwalk, catches a rope. That rope swings him into the curtains. This is a stuntman doing all this. Yep. He lets go of the rope and grabs those fucking curtains. When he grabs those curtains, he's 40 feet off the ground easily. And then when I oh, just get to the bottom of the curtain line is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Then you realize the bottom of the curtain line is still 20 feet above the stage. Yeah, or more. Or and, more. And you can see the stage. I'm sure that there's like, they're like right out of, well, then again, this is 43. Who knows what Who knows? safety shit they got. Maybe they just were like, zero. Hey, stuntman Bill. Here's a shot of whiskey. Now, here's what we want Seriously, you to do. Seriously, that's what it was. So he's hanging on those curtains and he's slipping and he's slipping. And he's kind of trying to climb down, but like, can you imagine trying to hold that on to a curtain? On a curtain, no fucking way. And he's like, he's losing it, he's losing it, and then he like sees a rope behind him, just barely. That's like kind of hang. It's it's ready for him, like a Tarzan type yes. vine. Yes. And he shit and grabs it, 
swings like through the whole opera down to the stage and falls on the stage and then gets up and brushes himself off like that was crazy and he's not even looking around like did anyone see how fucking nuts that was he's <laughs> looking up at the catwalk like where'd he go where'd he go and then Raul comes up and he's like oh, Anatoly you were amazing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never seen such grip strength in a man before <laughs> mm, lose your hands <laughs> my god you f- but why <sighs> why Anatoly you're, do you like sandwiches Anatoly you're you're trembling. <laughs> trembling, you slut. So, but he's he's like, I was chasing the. Well, you, surely you must have seen him. Everyone saw him. I was chasing that phantom guy who blended in with everything, and no one saw. And Ra was like, No, I was chasing. I was you. chasing you. I can't quit you, Anatole. I've been sniffing your jacket all day. <laughs> what is that smell? It's so masculine. It smells like a baritone. <laughs> Uh, dude, good. All, all the way around, though. Let's have a, a round of applause for the stunt man. Yeah, seriously. That, those stunts were ball aller. So, th- some stuff happens. Yes. Uh, Anatole gets cleared of yep. everything. The Parisian Opera looks like it's going to be shut down. But <laughs> for more, I mean, even without the Phantom's help, this place is looking pretty. Mm. If it had only been the Iffy. first performance, maybe right. you still shut down for a bit and be like, let's you have a cast re- meeting. You need all hands on deck. Come to Jesus. Here's what we're doing. Okay, you all have contracts. Yeah. You keep up the level of shit you're doing now. We're gonna be canceling them all. Yeah. So let's all get our heads back in the game. I'm gonna need you to put the cigarette out, Antol. We are having a serious <laughs> meeting. <Right>. I just. <laughs> <laughs> have a lung condition and my doctor said that two to three packs of these a day would get me like sorted <laughs> I, I feel like i'm sounding more like kurt cobain though like less like a like a uh you know here like there's this bit in this the one we're doing right now and i'm like one baby to another i can't even sing the real lyrics i'm smoking so, so many cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> um but dude i like the I like the recurring Raul Anatole same thing same time gag, mm-hmm. but at the end of that scene where they're like, "Christine, I need to talk." Christine, may I just have a? I want to speak to you alone. And she's like, "Well, one of you has to talk, Anatole. You first, because your name starts with an A." <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they, Raul tells her, "He's like, look, we're shutting the opera down. We're going to open the opera back up, right. but you can't sing. We need to piss. We need the, to draw him out. Yeah, the Phantom has made a big proclamation. He's like, if Christine doesn't sing." I'm going to kill a bunch of people. And the cop's plan is literally, let's piss him off. And then we're going to take four police officers and have them go stand on stage and be inconspicuous and yeah. keep an eye out. Sounds like a great plan. I don't I don't, I don't see what could possibly go wrong. Well, for starters, there. the Parisian opera is about to take another hit because everyone's sitting down to watch this play and they're like, as an audience member, if you were watching a production and there were people dotted on the stage that were there for the whole like two hours but didn't do or say anything yeah, at any that point, that would be very strange. That would to drive me. you nuts. And they would be looking lost too because they don't know what the fucking. They have no blocking. Like, right? You have a note? Why the fuck do they pick a production where everyone is wearing masks? That's another good fucking Just question. Just pull that out of the design. Like, okay, yeah. for this showing, no one will have masks <laughs> on. Also, someone's like, yeah. and you know, I thought about this last night. Call me crazy. Uh, they, some might consider those yellow masks offensive. 
Nah, Pete, you're full of shit. Yeah, yeah. The, Keep the, the masks. The here. maestro's like, who's gonna be offended by him? And he's like, well, you know, like uh, the Mongols or but like. How are they supposed to Pete, know they're Chinese? Then? Pete, oh, uh, well, listen, Orientals. <laughs> oh, yes. particular well, way. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. We do have some season season ticket hold, uh, pass holders who are of Asiatic descent. <laughs> I'll tell them, tell them that if they want to see a good Oriental good time, they come down to the theater. And you're like, it's a good thing that's not the 20s anymore. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Dude, that mask, the the like Attila the Hun, uh, Attila the Hut, Attila the Hun. Yeah, Attila the. Attila the Hun. Um, no, it's Jabba the Hut. <laughs> <laughs> or Genghis Khan or whoever. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry, Genghis, Genghis, Dengis Khan or whoever Dengis the hell. Khan. But I mean, with that mask on, dude, no, Dingus Khan for sure. He look, it looks very good, like from the fucking cartoons of the era. He's like. got, uh, he's, <laughs> he's got uh, Night Evelyn came out of the grave face, yes, he, <laughs> yes. dude. But the, that mask he's got on when he steps out, there's a moment where a 2019 audience sees him step out and they go, "Oh, oh boy, I have to donate money to something yeah, <laughs> like this is not good." <laughs> Dear Orientals. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what the 20s and 40s and uh, maybe like the 60s did to you. It was wrong. It was bad. Well, you know, and the 70s. 70s and oh, uh, 80s. Yeah, but so we get, guess what? Another opera happens. Yep. Because it has been five minutes since we've had a 30 minute opera. And this is a weird Russian gonna take this woman as a slave. Yeah, they're hucking around weird. the soprano. Like, they throw her to the ground. They're like dragging her on the stage. And I'm like, and this is her debut, according to the film. She's right. she's a very established artist. I'd love to come and listen to her. This is her debut. I'm like, her debut was like, get beat up a bunch. <laughs> what a bummer. She's like, so what are we doing? Are we doing, is it La Traviata? Are we doing uh, uh, Tosca? No. Nah. And they're like, no, nah, nah. it's called beat up a girl. <laughs> and you're going to play the titular girl. So this is a big thing for you. You're the lead. She's like, what's it called? Be- beat on a girl? Ah. <laughs> uh, I might actually just stay in the chorus for this one. <laughs> Thanks for the opportunity. How about no? I appreciate the offer. I am going to just go do some local high school theater, though, because that <laughs> seems to be what the Parisian opera is doing these days anyway. <laughs> They're doing the producers down there, and I think I would make it, you know. <laughs> I hear they're doing gender blind casting, oh so I'm hoping for Hitler, honestly. Oh no! Because <laughs> it would be less offensive, less offensive than this. Than this <laughs> um, Isn't that funny? Springtime for Hitler. Springtime for Hitler. Less, less offensive. offensive. <laughs> um, so this this I think is actually I think that this is the second best shot in the movie, but I think this Chandler is the, bits. No, no, coming from the curtains bits. Oh, dude! Yeah, God damn! What a shot! All right, so one of the cops is chilling, um, and they have between two curtains. Right, so like um, bigger production, bigger houses will have multiple sets of curtains. Yes, like all in in parallel. Yep. So you get these basically like kind of narrow curtain corridors that are kind of in the wings. Mm -hmm. For those of you who haven't gone to the theater, um, or the Parisian Opera, (laughs) you know, for for their Spider-Man. Chase out the dark or whatever that is. <laughs> anyway, there's a cop standing with his back. And, and the cops all are wearing. I don't know why they put the cops in the Phantom's mask. Yeah, because Anatole has seen that mask. He'd be like, oh, it's probably not a good idea. Oh, actually, uh, Raul, the masks that you got your guys in, that's the Phantom mask. You're going to want to get a different mask. Go for your B mask. He's like, no, this is even better. He's like, how? Yeah, don't worry about it. Get out there, boys. <laughs> so one of the cops has his back to one of these corridors. And it's so fucking cool because you don't see him 
until he's like pretty until close. Because it's yeah. yeah, he's in like dark curtains that are all shadowy, and then you see some like curtains ruffling. ruffling. It's like a creature emerging from yeah. the depths of it's like the ocean. It's like in the creature from the black lagoon. The, the second time his hand comes up and you see the top of his head in the black water, it's like barely there. And then all of a sudden you see the mask, and you're like, oh my god, it's the phantom. That the phantom's like just. And the other like kind of spooky thing about it is how quickly he's approaching. Yeah, he's just like. He's full predator mode and it's crazy. He comes up on that dude so fast and then like when he gets close, you see the rope come out of his mm-hmm. out of like the shadows of his cloak and you're like this guy's getting He's murked. done now. It's like it's like a cutscene out of fucking Hitman video It game. is, yeah. It's amazing. Creed, man. And it's it's dude, it's excellent. Excellent shot too. And the the choice to rather than cuz you could have done the other thing. You could have shot the cop in profile and then like the rope flips over no. his neck, but to shoot that long shot and see him coming and coming and coming. Great, dig it. great, great moment. Um, then there's more opera. My next three notes, we already talked about them, are all just, why is this opera still happening? Yeah, man, I got a lot of that. I didn't understand why the chandelier didn't crash during that, like, big crescendo. Like, when they're at the very tip top of that. Oh, of the first Boop. musical number before yes. they start why the second Why isn't that when number? it went bang? I actually like how they did it. But I, I get I, that would be a perfect spot for it. You know, you he, reach crescendo, chandelier falls. I think he wanted to wait until the soprano was singing. I don't think he wanted to wait. Do you see how? Oh, he's, he's frantically he's like, sawing. He's yeah. sawing and he's like, I gotta get better saw. You see him get a little bit tuckered out too. He's like, God damn. Rolls his sleeves up, yep. opens the collar. He's like, Okay, now the other side. Oh, thank God this this first opening number hasn't ended yet. Right. He's sawing at that chain for a while, but. I actually like I wrote down longest chain cut ever but that that high note because the, the soprano comes out and she gets her this is her moment this is her aria mm-hmm. and she's like Scala. and then she sees the chandelier and we get that like hi, the high note turns into like ah! she and she it yeah. shaken it's and a, like th- oh, yeah. that crystal clear note breaking into just a just a scream not a musical scream just a Oh my god, a bunch of people are about to die. And the choice to shoot her reaction from the camp from the chandelier's so angle. Cool. We're like we're like not we're not where the chandelier is, but we're in that same line. So we're looking down at her and she looks up almost exactly at us and screams. Very cool cinematic moment. And then that chandelier, that's gruesome. Those dude. Fast cuts the was great. Scoop, that, yeah, that so went, cool. Oh, and it's gross. It's actually this is we saw this in Creature from the Black Lagoon where the, the <clears> two <throat> South American assistants die off screen. Yeah. But it's still gruesome. Watching the audience flood away from that chandelier and they're looking back at the chandelier and then they scream again And you realize it's because they're seeing like three rows of people crushed Crushed to death You're like you don't see the dead bodies, but your brain puts them in there and you're like oh god, that's horrible So now we got the phantoms killed like what almost probably 20 people 15 yeah gnarly Mm. so he he takes Christine down to the sewer and Honestly, getting to the sewer is kind of boring. But once he's down mm-hmm. there, once he's down at the piano and he's like, uh, Sing for me. Well, Liszt starts playing his concerto. Because concerto. Yes. this was the backup plan that Anatole came up with. He's like, if we play his concerto, maybe he'll come out. That doesn't happen, but it still works in their favor because they've gone down in the sewers, Anatole and Raul have, to chase down Christine. And they hear. To Mac. 
to Mac on her. Yeah. But they hear the Phantom playing along with his concerto. Which Wait, is, that's coming from in front of us. Yeah. It should be coming from behind us. He's like, do you hear the music? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah Lista started playing. And he's like, no, the, the sound is from the from in front of us. That's actually really cool. That's cool. When the Phantom is hearing, he hears it. And he's like, that's my concerto. And he, when he sits down, it's all nonverbal. He looks at Christine like, check this out. And then he starts playing along with it. And that's what shows Raul and Anatole where to go. Yeah, it's so cool. But there's right before they get there, there's this fucking killer moment where the Phantom goes, sing for me, Christine, sing, sing. And he's getting kind of insistent. And she sees that. I should probably fucking sing. Dude, uh-huh. this, this performance. Put the fucking lotion in the basket. In the mm. basket, her performance is amazing. Yeah, it because is. she comes in mid measure because he's like yelling at her to sing, and she she doesn't know. The, I mean, she knows the. She knows because it's based on the lullaby from. But then he <laughs> from yes, but his concerto is really cool too because it has these beautiful elegiac sort of lullaby moments, and then it goes to like. Yes. It's you can see little slivers of his insanity cropping up in his composition. It's this, uh, that's his that's mind. really yeah. good filmmaking. You can see like proto mental illness in his comp his two year composition, and then when she starts singing, dude, she starts so suddenly like mid med. It's literally like he's like sing sing da 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 da, and she goes like, and when she's singing, she looks that actress looks so genuinely terrified. She's singing and her whole body is quivering. Her face is twitching. Her eyes are like blown out it's like, Jesus, wide open. This is my last day on earth. And she gets that across. Yep. And yet at the same time, she's trying to sing beautifully to, to not piss him yeah. off. The calm the beast, Dude, man. It, it's insane. It looks like Arthur Lubin, the director, like had a handgun just off screen and was like, if you don't make me believe you're scared, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. That's how fucking terrified she looks like. Okay. She's like, yeah, yeah. oh, right. God. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like, that, look, that is the level of performance there. Yeah. So here, here you go, man. There's another. There's another. There's the third moment in this movie that I think hits masterpiece level. Mm-hmm. If the rest of the goddamn movie wasn't so puffy, it'd be great. Can we just make this the Rowell and <laughs> yes. Anatole story? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where we're at. So one, two, skip a few of the the building collapse. The, the sewer collapses. Boy, this is gonna happen anyway. I mean, if a rat farts in the right area, <laughs> yeah, this whole no place kidding. is coming down. Yeah, this sewer is not holding together. <laughs> wow. And it's under the, the Parisian Opera. Yep. I'm like, we're lucky this whole building hasn't just fallen into the earth. You think earth. the chandelier is a bad thing? Oh, boy. How about... This is one big sinkhole of 25,000 rooms. Well, and Raul goes to shoot the Phantom, and Anatole knocks his hand out of the way, and like one... 22 caliber bullet takes the whole sewer down. Just knocks it. It must down. have been the shots that set it off. I'm like, uh, what One, about, yeah, Anatole two. singing a long note would have taken it down right. tomorrow. Like, exactly. this place is not doing well. One fat lady, this place comes down. Oh, yeah. She comes out and she's trying to end the show and she's just like, ah, and it's, it's like, well, shit. So they all escape. They were right. Uh, apparently a violin, a bow, and the Phantom's mask fall in this like perfect little pile on top of the rubble. Oh my god. We don't have to talk about it if you don't want this to. This is nope, the dumbest don't. fucking thing. <laughs> and then um Cause if you're trying mm. cut to the future. We'll yes. get we're gonna Fair gloss enough. it. We'll gloss it. Cut to the future. And it's uh, we see Christine walk into a dressing a dressing room, but it's like a s- apartment suite filled with flowers. So and a lady in waiting goes, "You were marvelous tonight." And Christine says the prima donna's line that she's been saying the whole movie: "I was good, wasn't I?" 
Mm-hmm. And we start, we see that Christine is a little different now. Raul and Anatole show up. They do their little synchronized wooing bit. And then uh, someone pops in and is like, Christine, your public awaits. And she hand, she takes the two bouquets, abandons Raul and Anatole, and walks into a sea of suitors. Yep. It's most, It's almost all men. It's not all men, but that hallway is. She is now packed. the diva. She's the diva, and when she walks out there, and well, this is where we get Anatole and Raúl being like, they both were trying to get dinner dates with her, yeah. and Raúl turns to Anatole and he goes, "Would you care to join me for dinner?" At oh, the, some supper. At the, everyone says supper. Supper yeah, at the supper. Café Jean Monsoufflon Flon, c'est que le flon flé flon. De chef le flé flon flon. I love the flon. And and Anatole's like. Oui, monsieur. I've been waiting so long for you to. Absolutely. Are you a red or a white? Depends on what we're having. I'm a rosé person, actually. Rosé? Well, I think we... Well, uh, if it's all the same to you, I say we start with some oysters and see where the evening takes us. You know, oysters are an aphrodisiac. Dude, they actually leave. When they get to the door, they jam up. They do the you, you, you. They walk out the room arm in arm. arm. They also make a joke about, like, who's going to pay attention to a... Baritone and a police officer. A baritone and a police officer. You think we'll be able to get through the crowd? Oh, who will notice a baritone and a police officer? And then they grin at each other very coyly, and they link arms, and then they walk into a beautiful marriage that lasts 50 years. That's the real story? I feel like this is the real story here. Yeah. I, I hate to say this because, look, I get it. It's a Universal Monster movie. It's a classic. I would watch a version of this movie that didn't follow any of that other shit at all and just showed what happened to Raul and Anatole. Absolutely. Like yes, what, cute. what they do yeah. between scenes and how maybe they're kind of thinking of each other and then like maybe we start with the chandelier coming yeah. down or like start when they meet and then the movie goes like 30 more minutes and it shows like their courtship because I hate to say it but I didn't care about the Phantom. No, I didn't care didn't. about Christine. Nope. As soon as she became the prima donna I was like oh I didn't, oh. I didn't like the last version of you. It's easy to become a bitch apparently. <laughs> yeah. It's like it comes with the territory. Yeah. You just you just become super entitled and snotty. Hmm? And then you know your other suitors they go off and they uh, what do you got boo? Can we rewind to yeah. the collapse and the tableau that we all hate? Yeah mm-hmm. sure. I was expecting in that moment to get like him digging his way out so he can continue to haunt the I wasn't sure, but I thought that I, I thought that the sound design there was supposed to be the sound of someone pulling out of the rubble. Because there's there is sound design happening that it's like clink clunk clunk like bricks being mm-hmm. tossed down. And I know that with these movies there was a, a kind of dictum because actually a lot of the Universal Monster movies end with the monster dying. Right. Creature from the Black Lagoon, Frankenstein, Wolfman, this one. But there was kind of a studio dictum to leave enough wiggle room that if they wanted to sequel, they could, they could do it. So I mm-hmm. think that maybe we're meant... Maybe Claudine left the things there in a nice little for the, arrangement yeah, for the... Stupid. It was mm-hmm. dumb. So look, it, I give this movie a firm 2.5 out of 5. This yeah. is like yeah. utterly I'm middle of the I'm a three, but a half a star is for nostalgia. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Anyway, I'm glad we watched it. Never seen it before. Yeah. And the opera bar, the opera it was actually fun. fun. It was fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, totally. But way too much opera. Yeah. Not enough fans. And a little long, too, because I mean. I would rather <sighs> watch uh, The Shadow. You know, the, the 1990 The Shadow Knows, that for, one. Like Alec Baldwin. If you watch your, your shadows and your capes and your fedoras and stuff, watch that instead. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. It's thoroughly average. Yep. Thoroughly average. Um, 
Spur, do you have anything else for this flick? No, I do not. All right. Well, then let's get out of here. We already told you about Patreon.com. Now let's tell you about the people who populate it and who keep us popping and pipping and booping. And I don't know. <laughs> oh, I was looking for more P alliteration. You're keeping, you're keeping it brown side down. <laughs> brown side down. You're helping us get the Kenmore. Thanks a bunch, folks. Um, so we, uh, we always do shout outs on the show. Let's start this week off with... One of our oldest and most refined patrons, John Shiby. I'd like to thank Casey Shiby as well. We talked about them on this episode. Love those two. They're phenomenal. One of the best uh, creative couples of all time. Bird, would you like to thank some of our patrons as well? Perhaps the one, Connor Sweeney. The one and we only. Love that Connor Sweeney. We'd also like to thank Danielle Pelshaw. Katie Clark. And we'd also like that Kelly and Mike Wagner. Uh, we'd like to thank David Rowney, Brian Jackson, William Rockwood, and oh, 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 Sister Sarah. I will never not do a nun joke, I don't no, think. No, I think it's sort of... I'm glad she asked that we do yeah. that because I enjoy doing it. Uh, if you want to drop us a line, it's measuringflixpodcast at gmail.com. Next week, we have, we're have we just going to keep going into the universal monsters. We're in the monsters. universal world, baby. Uh, there's two more coming. I'm not positive, but I think the next one we're watching is another Claude Rains picture. So oh, yes. figure that one out, folks. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we hope you're enjoying your October just Two more weeks to Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> <laughs>